Hello, beautiful people. It is Monday, August 8th, 2022. And this sports show that had no power 40 minutes ago and is all the way back starts now. Here we go, Atta Baby. Here we go, Atta Baby. That's good news that that has continued into this week because this week is another week in which we will see NFL football happen this Thursday. <laughs> yeah, the Hall of Fame game happened on Thursday and it was kind of a mock of what an NFL game is. Then there was Hall of Fame speeches all weekend. They were magnificent. I don't know if anybody saw them. They were doing them during the day. A little bit of a different setup. Didn't really understand how it was going. Don't think it was marketed that well, but it was great to hear some of the stories and clips behind the greats of the NFL that have built the NFL into what it is. And now we have all eyes forward on training camp and preseason continuing to take place this is the week where we will learn more about the teams that we're about to talk about all season this is the week that we will learn more about the players that are maybe in contract disputes and there's people that want to be traded this is the week that we will chit chat about all things happening around the nfl and we can't thank you enough for joining us the boys are here to talk to the table at ty schmidt at boston connor boys how you doing how feeling how uh connor start with you how's it going Uh, it's going well you know played golf yesterday didn't really expect to do that for at least another two three years probably but <laughs> got out there played a quick nine wasn't too too humid but it was nice out a lot of uh patriot stuff coming out this weekend though not a lot of good stuff yeah mac jones out stinks yeah, well not good. it's not mac okay there's a uh, lot of original report was uh-uh. mac jones stinks that was from mike giorgio no, 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 no. paisano in new england who's been covering the patriots mac jones stinks also on top of mac jones stinking offensive line stinks uh-huh. yeah. people run the wrong routes right. and the defense is absolutely dominant right. then mike jordy said you know maybe that's why you don't have a defense coordinator and defensive mastermind run your offense, but oh. we shall see. We are very early in this entire thing. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Plenty of time, and you know, he's not, Mac isn't meeting with Bill every week before a training camp practice, okay? During the regular season. What? He's going to be meeting every week with So Bill, Bill already tapped out on being on the offensive no, side? No, like, we're going into training. because he's old now? He doesn't want to, he yes. doesn't have the energy? <laughs> why do you think our defense is so goddamn good? Because Bill has to put in that work with them now, because when the season comes around, he's just going to be in Mac Jones's ear. They're going to be meeting every week. Hey, that's what the defense is trying to do to For you. the people that don't follow exactly with Mike Giardi <laughs> yes. on, on Twitter. Uh-huh. Can you elaborate a little bit? The defense has been absolutely dominant yeah. in New England. Mac Jones has looked very terrible. Yeah, essentially uh, the offense is going through a massive rehaul because McDaniels is gone, so they're doing kind of like a McVay run offense, no fullback, all zone blocking up front. Never done this before in the last I guess for my entire life this has never happened where they're switching around. So it might take a little bit for them to figure it's out. It's going to take yeah. a little bit of time. The real worry. A lot of sirens going off the people watching practice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This team stinks. They're trying to do a McVay offense. Guess who they don't got? McVay. They got Matt Patricia, yep. Joe Judge, and Bill Belichick. Yeah. yeah. And they're all trying to be McVay when McVay was just trying to be Belichick a little bit ago. Is everything lost up in New oh, England? No. Are you ever going to find it? We got nothing but time. We yeah, nothing exactly. Time. Nothing's lost, but we definitely have not found any sort of rhythm on offense. Another thing was the wide receivers aren't really getting open, which is oh, not no. great because it's not like we oh, have can't run rough. JC yeah. Jackson <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. There has not been a lot of good news, but we have Mac, and you know we're trying to redo the whole, or not redo, but kind of take in the McVay thing. Mac isn't Matt Stafford yet, you know, so Whoa. there's still a lot of steps. Is after seeing what Stafford's going through, especially yeah. with that thrower's arm, yeah. which yeah. we are thrower's elbow, which we learned last week. Tennis elbow, outside elbow, uh-huh. golf elbow, inside elbow, uh-huh. thrower's elbow, both. Not good. Mm-hmm. Both of them. You heard about tennis elbow taking people out? You heard yeah. about golf elbow taking people out? Matt Stafford currently suffering from thrower's elbow. Allegedly, if original reports from Ian Rapport, who will join us in about an hour and 15 minutes to continue to detail what he has learned.
going through his training camp travels, throws elbows both sides of the elbow. That's right. And he is still slinging it, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spinning it. A couple good highlights, but I did see when he was talking to the IM athlete folks, he was holding his arm oh, no. in an interesting way. They, they probably got him resting that a little bit through training camp. We'll see the monitor and rep, uh, monitor his reps and regulate everything he's got going on. I think Matthew Stafford's going to be fine. He, th- he played with a broken fucking neck. Yeah. yeah. There's no way he's going to miss this season with all the weapons coming back from the Super Bowl. He's living his best life he's ever lived. There's no way a little elbow issue that's both from the tennis community and the golf community oh, happening yeah. at the same damn time. I don't know if that's going to slow him down, but there's been a lot of questionable things coming out of camps, not just New England. No. Let's go to Green Bay's camp. Oh. Hey, Aaron Rodgers missed the net. Jordan Love hit it first time. Whoa. Yeah. Holy shit. What? QB controversy? Are they trading Aaron Rodgers? What the hell is going on up there? I don't think so. It was so. a little bit of a duck, too, there. A little bit. Oh. Turned, oh. I, I think it was turned sideways. It was a little bit of a flutter as it missed it over top of it. Oh, now, still a catch, probably, oh, yeah. whoever's there. Mm-hmm. It actually might have been more... Uh, difficult to defend the ball that he threw. But in the net, Jordan Love, first time. This has to be good news for you guys in your future, right? Jordan Love looks like a quarterback in that one clip that we've seen. Aaron Rodgers did not. Well, that that's what you hope, you know, because at this 50 point. 50 mil? Uh-oh. At, at this point, you know, I think it it is more. You know, we know what we're getting out of Rodgers. He looked great on family night. You know, all these bunch of guys drafted fourth, sixth round. Doesn't matter. He's making them look like stars already. They're actually performing, which I think is the biggest takeaway as you continue. And it could be just the media kind of gassing them up. But like these guys who they drafted late have continued to like show promise and look good with Rodgers, build a report with him. But yeah, you hope Jordan Love can figure it out because it's kind of like, hey, if he doesn't show him something this year, bye bye. So, you know, I mean, I, I like to see him, you know, lay, tossing it into the net. But like I said, when, when the lights come on and Rodgers is out there, he's he still performing. He looks very comfortable and he looks like he's having a great time. He was on Busting with the Boys. I don't think we've heard the, that episode yet. I don't no, think it's coming out yet. Can't wait for that. He's on today's episode, Pardon My Take. Mm-hmm. Seen some clips. Look like he is in a great mood, even though, you know, there are some interesting things yeah. that were brought mm-hmm. up. Shout out Big Cat and PFT doing what they do for so long at the top of the game, at the top of every single mountain. I'm. I'm pumped to kind of see how this season goes for Aaron. Yeah. Me too. I'm honestly very excited to see how this goes. This is going to be a it's a new world. Oh yeah, oh yeah. New money, uh-huh. new conversations. He's opening up with Marcus Aubrey and the boys. Yep. He's, he's kind of opening some things up. We're learning a lot more about him than we've ever learned in the past. He loses number one wide receiver, but he's another year in the offense, so it, it could really. I mean, everybody that knows him is assuming he's just going to go out and win another MVP because of how comfortable he'll be in the offense now, third year in the offense. I mean, you might as well just give him a master's degree at this particular point, and everything seems to be super positive. But 17 games, a lot of of teams have gotten better. A lot of teams have gotten very good. And in the NFC, I think a big conversation should be, and my Instagram account has kind of become a San Francisco 49ers highlight. (laughs) Because Trey Lance is making plays out there. Brandon Ayuk making plays out there. The NFC is going to be a problem yeah i mean the afc is loaded but the top of the nfc has some fucking wagons mm-hmm. and this is what the packers ran into the last couple years what they'd be able to do this year we shall see at tone Diggs, one half of the hammer done cowboys now i know you're a diehard pittsburgh Steelers fan yeah. but a lot of news coming out of the afc north as a whole uh-huh. lamar jackson balling mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. balling cleveland browns got a lot of shit going on Jeez. what else yeah. is new the, the cleveland browns got a lot of shit going on kareem hunt once traded he's yep. uh, obviously a part of the two-horse stable that we've mentioned numerous times about Jacoby Brissett having nothing to worry about in lieu of Deshaun Watson until he comes back, whenever he comes back, if he comes back. Jacoby Brissett started for the Colts and the Dolphins, and we just said with that roster, all Jacoby's going to have to do is just hand the fucking ball off, 
to That's Hunt right. and hand the ball off to Nick Chubb. Chubb. Both these guys we saw on the sideline last game of the season yes. last year when Baker Mayfield couldn't throw a football because his shoulder was so bad. Right. And they decided to throw for 60. Mm-hmm. Then Chubb would get in, bust off one for like 17 yards, and he was back Set on the bench. And uh, Hunt was same exact thing. So Hunt wants out. He's not happy. The Browns have told him, we will fine you 50000 a day if you don't want to come here, and we're not trading you. I like the fact that the Browns have – you know, on multiple occasions now in the last few months have come out and said, we don't care. You want to be <laughs> traded? We do not care. Now, ultimately, in the end, Baker did get traded, even after they said that we are not trading mm-hmm. you and we don't care. Well, the same thing happened for Hunt. And does that offend you or, or, or not offend you? Does that scare you as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, knowing that, hey, the odds for the Steelers doing better might go up and up and up as the yep. drama continues to build yeah. around the AFC North. So if they don't, hey, that could be a bummer. You guys stink this year. That could be a bummer. You guys stink this year. Mike Tomlin's under the helm. I think we're still all right. Um, it did confuse me. Not confuse me. It piqued my interest earlier this year when, if you remember, uh, when they had some injuries last year, Dearness Johnson busts on the scene for Browns. And oh, he yeah. had a few Dog. good games. What was that, well. Thursday Night Football game? Yeah. 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 Case Keaton. And we learned about him. He, he actually sent videos to teams trying to get signed. Yeah. Nobody yep. would sign him for a long time. I think he was in the XFL or the USFL, that guy. Mm-hmm. And then he pops on Thursday Night Football and boom, yeah. this guy had like a hundo or something. Yeah. So, the, so this offseason, they brought him back. I thought maybe they – or I think they extended him or whatever – I thought they may use him as some trade bait because I assume teams would be interested in him. Then they drafted Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati, who was a really good running back. So maybe they saw this Kareem Hunt thing uh, coming. But Now, we do have to talk about Kareem Hunt. He signed a deal with the Browns shortly after the incident took place yeah. on the security camera that we saw, and they were really the only team that would sign him. Yeah. So they signed him to a deal. It seemed like it was all kumbaya, everybody's together, but now Kareem Hunt's like, hey, for multiple years now it's been kumbaya, and I played for next to no money because you guys were the only ones that would really give me a job. I've turned out to be a pretty good success story yes. for you guys. I've done well on the field and off the field. We've kind of figured that out. You're going to have to pay me what you owe me, mm-hmm. and the Browns are saying, that nah, we'll find you, actually. <laughs> if I was, That's crazy. The Browns have more drop. It is impossible possible to win in the NFL. It yes. is very difficult to win in the NFL. Whenever you add all this drama and distractions, it's only going to make it worse. So if Stefanski and the boys over there can get a win, I think we will all be mightily impressed. But I think the Browns' odds continue to just look worse and worse mm-hmm. for me personally yes. because there's just too much drama, too much shit. All these other teams that are trying to win the NFC, which is loaded. The AFC, look in their own division. Yeah. The yeah. AFC is fucking loaded. You think they're worried about the running back, one of the running backs that's going to be a heavy part of the, at least the first half of the season, wanting out of there? Do you think they're worried about the quarterback that they just paid $230 million to, maybe inevitably being suspended? No, there's just so much shit that is being added into it. Very talented roster. I have a lot of respect for a lot of the players on that team and how good they are at football. It just seems to be too much shit. And I don't want to rule them out, but I'm ruling the Browns out of yeah. the contention oh. of anything yeah. right now. Too much bullshit. Can't have this much bullshit. And it, this seems to be a pretty negative way to start to show me ruling somebody out. <laughs> but this is me putting over everybody else. Yeah. The teams that you're not hearing yeah. a lot of drama out of, I mean, it's training camp sucks. Okay, yeah. Training camp sucks for everybody. It is a e- uh, necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a necessary evil. You need it, but it stinks. Everybody hates it. You're back to work. You kind of got to break in. Kiko Alonso, by the way, went back to work and said, nah, I ain't doing this. Nah, I'm retiring. Yeah. I am out of here. So congrats to him on a hell of a career. Yeah, Kiko. But all this drama, it's just, it's all not football. So I just, yeah. I feel like winning games in the NFL, you have to have a team that's focused on football. And I don't know if the Browns are. They might surprise me. And I'm sorry, Dog Pound. You're probably thinking the same fucking exact thing. The Dog Pound's probably like, what the fuck? Two years ago. 
Two yeah. years ago, we won a yeah. let, we win a playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we get rid of that quarterback because everybody hates him. Now we got a quarterback that might be suspended indefinitely. Our fucking running back one's out of here. What is why is nothing being talked about on field? Have you seen one Jacoby clip? No. no. Me neither. Now, that might be because we're not looking hard enough. All the conversation out of Cleveland, which is a roster that is fucking very, very yeah, yeah. good, uh-huh. is nothing but negativity. I hate it for them, but good luck to everybody else in the AFC because I feel like the Browns are dead. I mm-hmm. agree. And do you think they're posturing? For this year, this year, this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You think they're posturing with Kareem Hunt because no team's going to pay three running backs, right? Like, they have to say we're not trading you so that there's still some value left when they actually do trade him here in a few weeks. So what what happened with uh, Ian Rapport had a report this weekend about Josh Jacobs? Because we talked about this with the Hall of Fame game. Josh Jacobs was in the first quarter of the Hall of Fame game yeah. with nobody else on the field that's a starter, basically. A lot of burn. So a lot of plays. He got the ball a lot. He did well. He's Josh Jacobs. He's yeah. a great player. For whatever reason, it feels like McDaniels might not be in on Josh Jacobs. That also might be because Josh, J- or Josh McDaniels obviously comes from the New England um, legacy lineage, mm-hmm. and they have a stable of running backs. And then once somebody's contract gets up, it's like, hey, thanks for your service. Yeah. You can go get paid somewhere else. We will have another stable of running backs here. You got to be able to catch out of the backfield. You mm-hmm. got to have a little bit of quickness and toughness. And other than that, you might get 150 yards one week, and the next week, you might get no mm-hmm. touches. Exactly. Like that is how New England and Josh McDaniel's offense in specific has operated with running backs. So maybe that's the case. Maybe they're looking to move on. Rappaport chatted about it this weekend on a press conference. I don't remember if he said they are looking to trade him or they're not trying to trade him, but Josh Jacobs and Kareem Hunt both looking for uh, trades and maybe a new deal. I don't know how big the market is. Unless you're fucking Jonathan Taylor, right. Derrick Henry or something like that, I have no idea how big the market is in the modern NFL. I guess we're going to find out right I now. went back, I, I was scrolling uh, Rapp's Twitter and he said from inside training camp, would the Raiders trade their best running back? Nah. And the Raider, and then the th- bottom third is Raiders not looking to trade running back Josh Jacobs. So okay. that, I think that was his report. But right? him saying there he's the best would make sense, I guess. That's why they started him. Hey, yeah, yeah. what if that's what Josh McDaniel said? He's our best running back. That's why he started. That's why yeah. he started. Yeah. Yeah. Example. That's why we gave him the ball so much. Mm-hmm. Fucking best running back we got. It's like, well, every other team that had the best running back ain't going to play the motherfucker in the fucking preseason well, game, let alone hometown. the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. It was his hometown. He needed that W in his hometown. So put Carr yeah. out there. Put, <laughs> True. put Devontae Adams oh, yeah. out there. Renfro. Wall. Yeah, put, them all, put all the boys out there. If you're just going to throw Josh Jacobs out there, well, it's good to get a running back into games early. You said get in the flow. It's like, oh, more unnecessary hits. Yeah. Is what you're like. Was Josh Jacobs out of shape when he showed up? No way. He's going into a contract. Yeah. Think. Yeah, no way. chance. So all eyes are on that situation. We shall see. And if he's just being used as stable, Josh is going to be pissed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because he's a guy. Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs is a fucking guy. Not saying he's not. But Hunt also asking for a trade. Them saying, we'll fine you 50000 I mean, that's... I mean, that's a lot of drama, man, over there in Cleveland. I mean, that's a lot of not football oh, yeah. shit happening in Cleveland right now. Well, well, think about who's like winning Super Bowls. Like, have any of the past five Super Bowl winners had like one running back that's taken them there? It feels like every team has who, like two who or three. Who for the Rams? He came in the playoffs. Cam Akers. Cam yeah. Akers. He, yeah. he was, I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. dog, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He won them a game, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he ran over uh, Buda Baker and knocked him out. But they also, they have... Uh, Buda Darryl. Baker did not deserve that. No, he no. didn't. No, he what didn't. But did. that's I'm what happened. what you just did. It was his first... a run over, but what you just did right there. Cam Akers first Because he's already back. got the DK Metcalf gift going. Right. Every You're a bad guy. Hey, Buda Baker got paid. He's probably doing very well right now. And plus. we love Buda Baker. Well, yeah, and that's just another. Buda's a great name, by the way. Oh, awesome yeah. name. And with the great last name, name, actually. Baker. Great name. BB, too. Great name. Great ball player. Buda. Hey. That's a great name. What's up, little Buda? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something to think about. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. I'm... I'm you're watching me think about yeah. it. Yeah. You're wa- watching me think about yeah. it live. And by the way, for those that are wondering, 40 minutes ago, we had no power in this entire building. No. That's right. So 
Everybody who is engineers and electricians is obviously on Twitter telling us about, oh, solar power backups. Like, well, first of all, it's Indiana. So the solar power shit will work in the middle of summer, but a good nine, eight, ten months of the year, that ain't going to do nothing. Okay? And build a generator. We got a generator, but I'm not going to... We're building a fucking multi-million dollar Thunderdome right now yeah. we're about to move into. There's no reason for me to invest in a massive generator that this building would need because it goes out every fucking two days. Exactly. What is the deal? Indianapolis, I don't know if this is just our city's problem or if this is a, a common thing, but Indianapolis is a joke when it comes to the power grid. Oh, yeah. This thing just pops out. We walked down the street. There was smoke coming on a grate like two blocks <laughs> down. Right. Our power's out. Mm -hmm. And then the fire department, which we got massive respect massive for. Massive respect. They saved this building right over here. They did. We appreciate the hell out of them. We wanted to get you guys steaks. We were told pizzas are easy. Pizza's easier. <laughs> so we just want to let you know. We do it. They're, they're blew right yeah. by yeah. where the smoke was direction. coming. So we're like, all right, so that means the fire must be elsewhere. There's an underground fire that cut off all the power to this fucking part of the thing. We had no idea. We go check the uh, power people here in Indiana on their website. They say should be good by about 4 p.m. Oh, 4 p.m. So we start... We got fucking wires all over this place because we're plugging into yeah. the generator that we got there and we're plugging in LED. I was going to have to do this show in sunglasses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I brought sunglasses out because we had an LED light right here that was just going to be shooting me right in the face. Mm -hmm. We're going to have three microphones that were going to work, two cameras that are going to work, and then 10 minutes before we go live, Beep. all the power comes back on. It's like, well, you. so you, this place just shuts down out of nowhere. Then you give us an estimation of when it'll come back 4 p.m. Yep. Then it comes back early. Thank you for yeah, that. Appreciate but it. But then there's no promise it's going to stay on. No. What the fuck? Is this normal? Is this how cities operate? Uh, I thought this was not a third world country. What the fuck are we doing here? Awesome. It almost seems like some guy who works in like our grid every once in a while is just like, yeah, you know what, fuck it. Let's just say, let's let's just go down right now and see how these guys handle it. Let's see what they do, and Probably. then and then you know they'll scramble for forty five minutes, and then ten minutes before the show. Beep. All right. I sent a what text to toes. I sent a text to the person uh, the the company that owns this building, and I'll tell you what, our relationship has not always been fantastic. There's a lot of things that we had to work through, and sure. they knew that we were uh, needing this office in a quick, expedited time, and they definitely kind of had. You know, some liberties in the contract that we signed now looking back on it as a much more uh, mature business person sure. and everything like that. And some of the decisions they had made uh, going forward, there was a lot of, hey, hey, I fucking see what you're doing and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, we have grown, though. I feel like our yeah, relationship has grown with them. We both have. Oh, we're on the way out anyway, so it, it's, it's a hey, fuck off type situation if we wanted to. But it's gone better. I think it has gotten better. Our guy just walked out here and goes, this is the most this has happened in the last year and maybe 10, 15 years. It's oh. like, well, I don't know about the last 10, 15, but I do know that this has happened fucking a lot. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I apologize. It was good. It was a good conversation. These people have to live with this forever. Thank God we're getting the fuck out of here no in kidding. 15 days. Well, no this is terrible. We got... We got zombies running around downtown uh -huh. with no no aim or direction, uh -huh. yelling at things that aren't there. And obviously, <laughs> we hope their lives turn around. There's nothing sure. I don't think I could do for every single one of them. We're talking like 50 people yeah. a day just roaming around mm -hmm. talking to themselves. Power goes down out of nowhere. There's the no explanation of why. And then we're just kind of doing our thing. What the fuck happened in Indianapolis? I don't know. That's a great question. A lot of bums, a lot of poop, and then, you know, it is nice. <laughs> To have the the relationship with those people, but it's really hard not to be like, "Hey, fuck you!" When you open up the back door and the lights on, right on the other side of that wall, right there. Yeah, it's just it's interesting. Our part of the building. Yeah, yeah. So damn hog set. Well, sure. I have a dead man switch right now under my feet. If I if I put my foot on the ground, the whole show goes 
kaput. What? Okay, so let's get Nick the fuck out of there. <laughs> Why do we and, have and, a switch? You're going to have to go sit in Gumpy. We just <laughs> noticed this right before we went live. It's a precarious position. It's Just noticed this, so this is our fault. Uh, so, so we've had a dead man switch? No, no, no. Is this because of the rewire? Nick's right foot, or do you think maybe some bum threw a SIG into a grate down there and the whole city's power grid got shot. Oh, by the way, Nick also has that wrestles leg thing, so his leg... That's what I'm talking about. This is a joke. We've been blaming the wrong people. We're blaming the zombies and the bums out there. We should be... This bum right here. Enemies within. Enemies within our camp, yeah. Listen, Nick, we love you. You lost to Bruce in golf, so... Whoa! Let the guy re-tee four times on one hole. I don't know how we're calling that. That's on you. That's on you. That's on you. That's not on anybody else bruce just learned how to play golf last year and he is the guy with the worst swing in the yeah. history of golf yeah he beat nick at nick's country club Jesus so bruce will come Christ. to your oh, town no. bruce yeah. will come to your country club and he will fucking kick your ass that's what bruce brown does on the golf course that's and right. i can't have more respect for that whole thing way to go nick very honorable yeah very yeah. nice of him to host yeah. bruce yeah very well. nice yeah. his own course absolutely you know let him pick up all the tees that you can in yeah. the uh, little clubhouse pick up the balls yeah do the whole thing and now he's just beating them. Sl- I'm great more make wishes than Cena. I don't know what you want. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Impossible. Yeah. Go ahead, Diggs. Uh, I wanted to put, while I was doing some research while everyone we were talking about barrels and stuff like that, uh, put a bow on Kareem Hunt. If the Bills trade for him, he's obviously he's their number one immediately. And Rojo's out of uh, Bucks, so it's just Lenny. So something that could be Bucks Lenny or Bills. Lenny is Bucks the whole conversation Bills. is, will Lenny be able to go the entire season mm-hmm. or not? Running back is obviously a difficult position and take a lot of shots. Joining us now is a man who probably has more answers to all of our questions. He was a nine-year NFL vet. He played uh, corner, nickel, and safety. He's a host of the Man to Man podcast alongside Antoine Buffet. Ladies and gentlemen, friend of the show, Darius Butler. Darius! What's up, dude? Oh, no. Oh, oh Jesus no. Christ. Good afternoon. Oh, that was... That was Death button? <laughs> Nick. Death button. Hey, Nick, it's Monday. Okay, let's get out of Bruce Brown beating the golf. It has nothing to do with Bruce. I'm terrified of this switch beneath my foot. Yeah, we, I mean, geez. Destroy that. This guy, let's move the yeah. switch. Let's move the switch. When did it get there? Today? Has it yes. always been? Jesus. No, it's probably outage. D-Bus, sorry, you were muted because Nick's all fucked up because Bruce Brown teabagged him on his own country club this weekend. Okay, I apologize. Uh, Y'all good? We good? D-Bus, we got some bum zombies flicking their cigarettes like yeah. and, uh, and shutting down the power grid. D-Bus, we had no power here. We had no power 35 minutes ago. It was quite a nightmare, but here we are. We're talking to you. It's got to be like, like what? Third time? Third time in like three uh, months. Last, yeah. 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 Usman yeah. was on last time. Hey. A lot Almost of grit there. Us. Blinders. You guys, we're live. We're good. Watch that leg, Nick. We should be good. A lot of bums, a lot of poop. That's crazy. Indy yeah. don't deserve that, Connor. Bro, that's, well, that's true. We, we agree. That's why what Indy has yeah. become, it's yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's it's we're like that garbage. when I was out there, man. No, I agree. It was beautiful. When we moved into this building, this. Oh, yeah. Down pers- here was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Now it's just like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. Not. I don't know who, which individual it's fault it is, so we will not point blame at anybody. But I just like to say, hey, Andy, get your shit together. Yeah, right? here we go. Hey, here we go, Adam, baby. Turn around. We still turn around. Let's get some fucking power. All right, let's talk. Um, 
Let's talk a little football. Buffalo Bills need a running back one, I guess. Uh, Rojo uh, is gone from the Bucks, so only Lenny Fournette's there. I assume they have other running yep. backs that we don't know about who are going to come on the scene and do very well. That's kind of what the running back position is. Kareem Hunt has officially asked for a trade. Josh Jacobs yeah. started the Hall of Fame game and got a lot of burns, so everybody's wondering about that situation. What are your thoughts on the state of the running back and if you think Kareem Hunt will be on the move? Because Stefanski and Andrew Barry has said, we're not fucking trading you, and we'll find you 50 grand a day, God damn it. It's awesome. It's awesome to see. That's a hell of an incentive to show up. But uh, I think he's getting um, like six over six this year at the running back position, which is decent. Uh, but he looked around. I gave two, two thirty to Deshaun. Uh, you paid the tight end, Joku. Um, you paid Denzel Ward, obviously, this offseason. So uh, Kareem Hunt, obviously, if you're going forward with Jacoby, you expect that team to lean on that on that backfield a lot, at least early on in the season. So he's looking around for a little more financial security. Obviously, a tough position, very short shelf life at that running back position. And Kareem Hunt is an absolute dog. So he knows his value. Um, but I think, just like you said, he'll be there. He'll be in Cleveland. Andrew Barry, Stefanski said it's not happening. Didn't they decline uh, Baker's trade request too? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, once he makes it. So this is how they do business. So he'll be there. Uh, but obviously, if he can end up on any one of those teams you mentioned, the Bills, I know they drafted Cook, but uh, Tampa, if he, because he's a guy who can catch that ball out of the backfield as well, so that'd be a super, super dangerous weapon for them. But uh, please, let's not give Brady any more weapons. Yeah, well, it's somehow all roads lead back to Tampa for any great player that is currently available in the trade block or free agency. It feels like them or the Rams will end up benefiting from this, and we'll all say how. How did that happen? <laughs> uh, Nick Chubb's contract is up in 2025, I believe. Be so a- he's he's locked in for a little bit. Chubb is the workhorse server. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. For, for whatever reason Chubb has not always gotten the ball I wonder if Chubb sees Kareem Hunt say he wants out of there and Chubb's like Thank God. Sure. I've been one. Now, it seems like they get along. They seem there's always mic'd up things where they get along. Yeah. And one is a good spell for the other, and they get going. Uh, I just wonder how Chubb feels about it all. He probably doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't say a single word about anything. But you're right. Jacoby being a quarterback for at least six games, who knows how much longer. We yeah. all have just assumed that they're going to run the ball. They're just going to run it, pound it, maybe throw it every once in a while. Mari Cooper is there now. Yeah. But, hey, it's tough to win with all this drama. But isn't it? It's a lot of drama out of one place and it's very difficult to win especially in that AFC yeah it is tough and you know in that building we talk about all the time distraction no distractions we don't want distractions you know inside the building obviously the things that are going on outside everybody tries to block that out training camp that's the perfect place um, to do that and try to set that tone for the season it's only football people um, you know in the building but it's tough when you have internal drama people want to trade uh, the looming possible longer uh, season long possible uh suspension for your starting quarterback so you got a lot of question marks going around um in that building but it's going to be a lot on on Stefanski and a lot on Jacoby Brissett's plate too because you're stepping up in that quarterback position you got to be a leader you got to uh still have control of that huddle still have control of that locker room and they put a good team together talent wise so they have all the talent on both sides of the ball to go out there and compete go out there and win ball games going to be a tough physical division as it always is um, so, but you don't want to uh, bring any other distractions inside that building. So I think I think I saw that he was participating in team drills now after after he wasn't had a little hold there for a few days. Uh, but hopefully they get that figured out sooner or later because they are going to need both of those guys. Chubb, you know, he's finished second a couple times at, at Russia title, but he's one of those guys nobody wants to see in the open field. 
and uh, Kareem Hunt the problem as well. Chubb runs those knees up so oh, hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He gets so yeah, angry. It's like um, Cromartie ran like that and uh, Dez ran like that. Antonio Brown, Cramps. right? I'm talking about just Frank returners. Gore. I'm Frank talking Gore, about, he, he had those knees damned into his chest. That's what I'm talking about. These are just people that I've... Now, listen, you have to tackle somebody on a much more regular basis, but there is a real thought as these humans are running with their knees up to your face. Like, how am I supposed to... How am I getting in there without eating a knee here? You know? And Cromartie got me right in the jaw. Oh. I mean, we're talking knee right to the jaw. No mouthpiece, obviously, because who cares about that? Don't bang, that hurt. All right, we're out of here. Des Bryant was sprinting down. Mouth, that, was, that was... Hold on. That think, Speaking on the mouthpiece, I couldn't believe... Yeah. What I heard. We've been lied to. We've been lied to. We've been lied to my entire football career, <laughs> thinking that mouthpiece really gave an ounce of a difference when it came to concussion. That was that was groundbreaking for me. I'm happy for AJ though. That was that was big. That was a big moment for him. Yeah, we've been lied to. Literally, big mouthpieces. Bamboozled. They've come Hoodwinked. in. Absolutely. And they've come in and just said like. All right, you guys are all going to get fitted for your mouthpiece. We've got a couple different options, obviously. Uh, concussion protocols, the way they're going. And with that, like, we figured out the best one for your health and safety. That's how it was. And it was just matter of fact. <laughs> it was just matter of fact, wasn't it, D-Bot? I mean, yeah. just matter of fact. And I was like, well, I'm not going to wear one ever. And, uh, <laughs> well, you, you, obviously you don't need one, but everybody else does. Like, you guys are almost forced into it, I feel like. Don't you think that was the, the case, D-Bot? Yeah, we, you had to have it. And obviously, you know, you want to protect your teeth, but, uh, you know, <sighs> <laughs> Literally, that came in. I thought with studies, with scientific I facts that you know when you hit and you clench your jaw and all this different shit, lies. Doctor Whole Al damn time. How about Doctor Allen Sills though? I got mad respect for him going. Uh, I don't. I don't think it does a fucking thing <laughs> for concussions, basically. Because I, I thought he would perpetuate that lie that we've been yeah. told, basically, our entire thing. And he did not at all. No. And AJ, what, loses yeah. his yeah. Yeah. Oh! What a moment. That was a big time. Big time lie. I forget where I was headed, uh, but I, I'm happy we chatted with that. Sorry, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, Chubb, yeah, don't worry about high it. Knees. it was, yeah, the high knees. The run. Chubb is a dog. Like he's a guy. Kareem Hunt is as well. We should be viewing him in the same vein. Like people oh, Kareem, yeah, Kareem Hunt is is running back one, damn near anywhere in the league. Uh, and, and his yeah. effectiveness out of the backfield as a pass catcher too. He's just as dangerous. Um, I remember his rookie year, you know, in Kansas City. Uh, I saw first game. I think we all saw that he was going to be a star in this league. So maybe he wants to go somewhere and be that feature back uh, because there is there are pros and cons, you know, splitting touches, splitting backfields. And we all think Nick Chubb should get more carries, more touches. I don't care who's that quarterback, what type of offense you're in, being that dominant of a runner. But, um, you know, when you can spell and, and, and not beat your body up on this long 18-week season and have another guy take reps for you, that's good as well. So um, hopefully he stays there and, and makes some money going down the line because, like I said, it is a short shelf life. You got to strike when you can in any position, but especially that uh, running back position. Hunt and Chubb should maybe uh, get together, you know, yeah. say, hey, we're looking at the running back position. We're looking at how it's paid. We will walk right into Andrew Barry's office right now and say, neither of us are playing this year unless you pay us whatever. Uh -huh. And they fucking need us. You see it, Jacoby? I mean, Jacoby's <laughs> yeah. the guy who they, they're going to be running this ball a lot. I mean, that would be the only way it works. But that would be also holding up your team in a fucking fashion that you don't want in the middle of training camp, which, you know, that, yeah. that drama, that, that training camp, I don't like it all. In my head, I'm just ruling out the bronze. Yep. Uh -huh. See you later. Too much drama. Not going to be able to do it. Let's talk about a place that seems to have no drama and actually did a little bit more so they could get rid of drama. Jimmy G still going through rehab with the shoulder. He's 
been 100% cleared. He comes in, works out in the morning, and then they tell him to go home. Don't even get around the team okay. because this is Trey Lance's team. We want everybody in this locker room to know Trey Lance is the guy. We want everybody that's a fan of the San Francisco to know Trey Lance is a guy. We don't want Trey Lance to have a bad day, Jimmy G to be sitting there, and everybody to go, hey, that guy who has a donut <laughs> that doesn't cook, yeah. he should be the guy. So they've kind of eliminated that potential distraction before they even got to training camp. But all signs out of training camp is that Trey Lance is going to be a fucking beast. And Brandon Ayuk is a fuck. He might fantasy football, I assume. Everybody's kind of losing their minds with him with the highlights. What do you think about Shanahan getting an opportunity to work alongside Trey Lance? And what do you think about the highlights that you've seen coming out of camp? And do they mean anything? Do they mean anything, D-Bud? Yeah, it shows talent. Obviously, it it doesn't mean much. You know, we've all seen a bunch of highlights in, in practice over the years, training camp. Uh, who knows what type of context, what drill, what were they trying to accomplish, what was the defense offense. Uh, but you love to see players making plays. But IU, you know, even watching him last year, like he he I, I like I really, really like him as a receiver out there in uh, out there in San Fran. And Trey Lance has a lot of question marks around him just because we haven't seen him. Even in college, you know, his his last season was was cut short, pretty much killed with the COVID year. And then Stan Fran still traded all those assets to jump up to three to draft them. Played a little bit last year, looked good. So it's a lot of a lot of question marks with him. And I think he may. I wouldn't be surprised if he struggles early, just because it is a big jump. There's a lot of moving parts, but you got a lot of talent around him. George Kittle, uh, one of the best right. tight ends in the game, run run wise, matchup wise in the past game. Brandon Ayuk, like I said, really like him. Really has a Dog. good feel for the game. Unbelievable athlete. Give me um, that. You got Debo Samuel, who you don't know where he's going to be on the field. So that's tough um, as a defense. I think he's a guy who can be a really good receiver if you just play him at wide receiver. But being that he's dynamic and you can put him in the backfield, you can run screens with him, you can do a ton of different things with him. Uh, a lot of different weapons on that offense for Trey Lance to use. And obviously his athletic ability is, is you know, top tier. So um, I'm looking forward to him putting it all together. Kyle Shanahan, obviously, you know, has been crowned as one of you know, uh, a great play call, a great coach. Uh, but he's got to get over the hump and, and, and win that big one. That's the reason they went up and got Trey Lance. And getting rid of a guy, Jimmy G, who's you know, 31 and 14 or something like that as a starter. Like, oh. you move on from that guy, you got to hit on the next guy. So it's a lot of pressure in that, uh, in, that, in that locker room. How about them, you know, two first-rounders and another player trade away to get Trey Lance? Mm-hmm. And John Lynch has come out and said he's everything we thought he would be and a little bit more. And if you heard the way George Kittle was talking about him on this show and many other shows, it's like, might struggle at the beginning, you know? Might be yeah. just like you said. Might struggle at the beginning, but we feel like whenever games start mattering, Trey Lance will be able to figure it out. Feels like there's a lot of faith in the 49ers, faithful in Trey Lance, and I appreciate that. Two questions for me before um, the boys have uh, their questions. You ever do yep. Iwasa? Deepa, it seems like mm. a very white thing. Mm. Iwasa, that's a, doesn't it? No, not, 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 not a white thing at all. Oh. Actually, really, oh, no. really. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it's a black thing either, though. You know, <laughs> South America, you know. It's, but I've heard. I think the first time I heard about it might have been from Mike Tyson, him, him speaking on it, and then um, a lot of people kind of in the tech community that I know deal with you know the dmt and the microdose and the shrooms and all these different type of things and um you know it's a, it's a lot more taboo uh than other drugs or other things that people use medicine i think i would consider it medicine it's been used for thousands of years you've seen the research you've seen what it does and they have, obviously different people have different experiences with it but uh you know a rod doing that is offseason not shocked you know, <laughs> you know that's right and it's obviously working and uh you know i know uh, i know 
a lot of people, I would say, who um, microdose and do things like that. But going on that trip, it's a spiritual journey. Your okay. mind got to be in the uh, right place. Uh, it's a, a whole. You got right to right uh, be with the right people. You got to be with the right people. What's that? You got to be with the right people. I think like it's a yeah, full, yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot that goes into it. But uh, I, 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 I definitely don't don't frown upon it at all. And obviously, it works for him. Different things for different people. And um, shit, I, I hope he did it going be, again, going into this year. And then maybe you have did. to do it again a little later this season. <laughs> I assume, I assume yep, he did. Not, so. a, not a hundred percent sure, but I, I assume he did. How come you think every single player, or every single athlete, or every single person that's ever really accomplished anything in the athletic world, as soon as they heard about this, they're like, yeah, I can see how somebody would want to do that. And then you hear a lot of like pundits be like, this goofy, whacked out, <laughs> dope job. Like, why do you think that? Is, why do you think there's such a separation in your answer, my answer, and then people that get microphones on television and whenever they hear about Aaron Rodgers doing this type of thing? Is it because he's not doing exactly what they think the MVP of the NFL should be doing, or do you think there's something deeper to it? I mean... On a simple, I think a lot of a lot of people in general are just um, I don't know another word for brainwash, you know, because <laughs> it's just anything that you hear that's that deviates from the standard or what's accepted from everyone, and then you know, ten years from now, it may be accepted everywhere, and he maybe look back as a genius uh, who jumped on this early. But uh, I think it's just different. It's not acceptable in the mainstream right now. And that's cool, but people, you know, and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, he's an easy target. This is with everything, obviously, um, with, with the oh, vaccine, yeah. everything that took place last oh, year. A lot of people oh, yeah. still hate him we, from oh, that. Yeah. But, uh, I think oh, that's yeah. why. Oh, yeah. We remember the immunized conversation. Yeah. I, I think. And we know in the locker room, like, you know, you got different, dude, especially when you're dealing with high achievers in any, in any industry. When you look at the people who have achieved the highest, or usually they're wired a, a little fucking differently. You know, you look at even Musk or even Steve Jobs. Like Steve Jobs was doing LSD and shit way back in the like, This yeah. isn't anything new, and I think it, it does something different from the brain. Now, I, I don't have that much experience with it myself, but I've heard a lot of conversations where it's like, I don't know. When I'm brave enough, I may try it. Well, yeah, and I appreciate your answer there, and uh, I've never done the ayahuasca uh yeah. or psychedelics eh, i have i've never done the that level of it that's a di that's a different level it's a real commitment right but also i think the person who goes and does that is committed to learning something or changing something about themselves like i think the people that decide to go do that are seeking right something that they haven't been able to yeah. find anywhere else and normally it's an inner look like hey i'd like to change something about me or how i'm feeling or how i'm acting so they end up doing that as opposed to taking some pill or some pharma created thing they're like i'm gonna go do this thing it's been around and i feel like i'll do it when i hit a point where i'm like all right i need uh I need, you know what I mean? Like, I think that it's, there's stages for it. When you need a, a change or when you need to find something, I think that's when you do it. But I think yeah, if you're like just bebopping therapy, around, it's like, I'm going to stick A lot of it. things. Sometimes people, you know, you run out of religion sometimes for some people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's different things that, that people, you know, tap into. And I think, you know, everybody, as long as you're not hurting anybody else. And uh, like you said, like you mentioned, like you alluded to, you got to be brave to an extent to go and untap something like that because shit. I always say, hey, I might not come back. You know what I mean? I might not come back right. So I'm afraid from that standpoint. But, you know, to each his own, man. I've seen some people, by the way, that not friends, but associates, not mm -hmm. athletes, but people, you know, that have dabbled in different people's groups or whatever, hang out with somebody, have a good conversation with them about they're going to do that, then hang out with that group again like seven, eight months later. Hey, where's uh, uh 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't really hang out anymore or whatever. I'm like, well, scary shit. What happened? Ah. Well, you remember he took that. Yeah. He found and he's just, he's, hey, he's happy. It seems like, but he's, he's in his own world. It changes people. I think it actually does. And for Aaron, let him the two straight MVPs. I don't That's fucking right. know why anybody can bury that or whatever. Go do what you got to do. Go ahead, Ty. D-Butts, we've seen a lot of videos from Dolphins camp with Tua just, you know, Ooh. perfectly placed balls down the sideline to uh, Tyreek. Yeah. What, what is the temperature like around the Dolphins and Tua down there? Do you think now that kind of everything's in place, like people are really behind him and they think he's going to be the guy going forward? Feel the beat. Yeah. That, that, beat. That's what it sounds like down here. Obviously, you know, you see on social media. And, you know, you don't take – I take everything from training camp with a grain of salt. Uh, but, you know, the, Tyreek Hill has been singing his praises, obviously, since the beginning. I heard Cedric Wilson speaking highly of him. Mike McDaniel, as soon as he got the job, he was like, you know, I can't wait to work with this guy. This is my plan. I got it for him. And Tua, you, you watch and listen to him speak. He just it, It's just different. It, it, it's different. And we've been looking... We've been looking for that down here literally since Dan Marino. And Dan Marino, he he kind of he had that edge to him as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to him, man. Uh, it, it, the opportunity is there. Once again, another situation that I don't think – I don't expect to be really smooth out of the gate. Just a lot of moving parts. You know, not much continuity there. You got, you got Hill coming in first year. Wilson, both the running backs. Brand new head coach calling plays in the NFL for the first time. You got a better offensive line. So I think Tua – will take some big steps this year. What are their odds, Tom, to win that division? Uh, we can put it up 450. right now. 450. Plus, plus 450? Plus 450 to win the division? You got to remember, the fucking Bills, dude. Wagon. Yeah. yeah. Wagon. I, I, like, I like the Bills, man. But, you know, everybody, everybody's on that bill. I get nervous when everybody's on one team, you know. And Josh Allen, the, the jump that he made, I, I can't remember a quarterback ever making that type of jump each in the year. NFL. Each year, D-Butt. No, I'm, I know, but that, that once obviously Diggs came over, but last year he was easily top five quarterback in the league, you know, MVP guy. And he's coming into that year with these same expectations. You lose Brian Dayball, obviously, who I think played a big role in that jump. He goes to New York, Ken Dorsey, he jumps into that role. Um, you know, obviously, once again, some moving parts there, but. Plus four fifty, I, I, you know, that's that's not a bad. Hey, me too, by the way. I'm not saying anything about the Dolphin no fam, community, yeah. and that Dolphins defense. Whew. Dogs. I, I saw Joe Dirt make a play the other day at training camp. Oh, yeah. What's his name? W Joe Wingard. Yeah. Joe Derwin. Joe Dur He's got it picked off Philip Rivers. Yeah. Something like that. Uh -huh. game. Okay. He's playing down. What he's about the loss of Flores, D? But B flow. Loss of Flores will be big. We'll be For big with Josh Boyer. Josh Boyer. He's still the DC there. Um, but Flores, you know, he was the mastermind behind that that Patriots defense that won a Super Bowl against John <laughs> McVay's Rams. So you are losing something, obviously. You lose okay. B flow. But um, you still got Josh Boyer there, who has been around He's Brian so Flores forever. In 2009, that was Josh Boyer's first year as a DB coach, my rookie year in New England. Brian Flores was the assistant DB coach in that room with Josh Boyer. So they've been a, so he's been around him for over a decade at this point. And then you got Xavier Howard. You got Byron Jones. Uh, you got Javon Holland, who I really, really love at safety. You got these dogs up front. They do a lot of things to confuse uh, defensive coordinators, uh, any offenses and, and quarterbacks. So I'm still, ex I'm very, very excited about that Dolphins team and tour to answer your question. Okay, see, Connor got upset that you said Flores was the mastermind behind the defense. Bill Belichick is what he was saying. Yeah. He's well, wearing Bill Belichick on his chest right now, and he's in front of him. So, I mean, there's a little bit of a God thing going on with uh, Connor and, and that. And, and well. the, to kind of put a bow on the Dolphins, how hot is it down there? 100-something degrees? It's hot as fuck here in India. How hot is it there? Bro. It is hot as shit. McDaniel's uh, wearing long I mean, sleeve. It's, 
and obviously, you know, it's South Florida, so expect it's the humidity. Like the humidity is hot, but you know that gets you ready for the season. So you move around, and then oh, in yeah. week 13, 14, when Buffalo got to bring their whenever they play, they got to bring their ass down in this heat. That's why the Patriots struggle a lot when they come down to Miami late in the season, man. That heat, that humidity, you feel it as soon as you land before you even get off that breezeway. But uh, we're excited down here, man. We are, we are very, very excited. Tyreek Hill. Um, I think obviously he's going to be he's going to be a huge difference maker for this team. We've never never had a weapon like him in this offense. Tyreek seems to be getting the ball well. Same with Waddle down there doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I, I was asking why it's so hot because I saw McDaniel running. He had a hoodie on. Yeah, I'm like this fucking guy is the coolest dude of all time. Oh yeah, he's got to be dying down there. I like the promos to the fans. Feels like they're really trying to build up this whole community a little bit and get them yeah. done. Going to have to win games. Yep. AFC is going to be difficult. I can't wait to watch. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Debo, you mentioned the dog. Dolphins kind of starting slow during the season because of a new uh, offense. It sounds like the Patriots haven't started at all because everything out of they camp stink. is that they absolutely oh, no. stink. Being said. How long do you think it takes for some of these uh, teams to kind of um, implement a new system, like whether it be defense or offense, when you're going to a new team or a new OC or DC comes in? How many weeks into the or season? Or DC as an OC. Or DC as an OC. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. a special teams coach as a quarterback's coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like how long does that stuff actually take for them to get in? The rhythm because not just for the Patriots. This is just no, anybody. no, any anybody. Bills, any, Dolphins, yeah, Pats, any Jags, any team, yeah. yeah, any team. Man, you know, typically we used to, you break up the quarter, the season, those four quarters. You know, first four games, second four, etc. Obviously, got the seventeenth game now. But um, usually after that first kind of quarter of the season, that's kind of, at, at that point you should have your identity. You know, what are we because everybody comes in with a plan. You know, the old Mike Tyson quote: Everybody got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. So everybody comes in with a plan with the identity. Maybe injuries happen. Maybe somebody outplays, somebody wins the job. And then that changes over the first few weeks. And then you kind of find out, okay, we're good on the O-line. We can run the ball. We got good backs. Our receivers are a problem. Nobody can guard us. The quarterback is, he's just in a rhythm right now. So it's different things. So I'll probably say after that first four or five games. Nine weeks. Okay. They got nine then, weeks. Yeah. yeah. But Matty P, I think this is his. This will be his first time. I'm assuming he's calling plays. So who knows how long that's going to take mm-hmm. with Mac Jones? Uh, and it's, it, it, you know, it's it's going to be very very interesting down there. And uh, I mean, up there in New England, not as worried far at as all. When they figure it out. No, not worried, not at, worried all. at all. No, start Bill, Bill Belichick. Yeah, started two and four last year. So you know, I'll be worried if it's week nine and we haven't won a game yet. <laughs> no, that 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 well, that won't happen. That, you know, that won't happen. And Matt, man, it, it's tough, man. That's tough. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, that is fucking tough. A lot of people are talking about it, and we're burying them while they're talking about it. Like Orlovsky, shut the fuck up. We said, you know, like (laughs) we'll let Bill Belichick figure it out. And then that Mike Giardi tweet. Hey, that Mike Giardi tweet though that came out was like Mac looks sky's falling, Terry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then they then they quotes and Mike uh, quotes me that he was like, offensive line can't block anybody. Mm -hmm. Wide receivers have no idea where they're supposed to go, and Mac looks bad as well. It's just like oh. Everything is collapsing in New England. Nope. This is everything. Everything. Everybody. Yeah, else. you know, let's not overreact. No, uh, yeah, I agree. Not overreact, like you said, Bill <laughs> Belichick. Oh. But these are control environments, right? These are practices. We talked about uh, scripting, scripting for success. Sometimes, and in, in New England, it's not much scripting for success that's going on. Like a lot of places, you want to kind of instill yeah. that, mm-hmm. almost uh-huh. like a face. A, a false sense of confidence in your quarterback. Yeah, let's put him in some favorable position. Let's do this. In New England, it's, it's, it's competition, not only in training camp, but throughout the year. Oh, yeah. So you're going to find out who's who 
pretty early on. That's for the coach as well. It's a lot of scripted periods. But in New England, more than any other place I was, it was much more unscripted periods. Whereas, hey, we're dropping the ball. Punt team, first punt team up. You punt, you go out, and now this is the situation. This is the ball. Go. Coordinator, you got to call plays. Defense coordinator, you got to call plays. You guys go at it, figure it out. So um, it's a lot more than a training camp, a lot less scripting for success in New England. Yes. So you are going to find out uh, more about your guys earlier on. But, you know, I, I can't – I'm not going to panic about some, you know, a, a Mike Girardi uh, comment. It's on, good on for fodder, though. training camp up there in New England. Hey, it's good for fodder. Shout though, out to huh? Mike. Respect, Mike. Yeah, hey, nothing but respect for Mike. And he had to quote tweet it because the reaction, I think, mm-hmm. to his mm-hmm. Matt Jones was bad. He had to clarify some things. And we appreciate everybody that's covering training camps and giving us news. But oh, that, yeah. that was great fodder for us to go, oh, no, oh, no, no, oh, no. Patriots are dead. Patriots are dead. But once again, they have nine weeks. I mean, that is so long mm-hmm. to figure it out. And by the way, even if it goes into the second quarter of the season, you got nothing but time. And Bill Belichick has only cared about football after Thanksgiving. Giving. That's right. They start out uh, against the Dolphins at in Miami. That's good news. Great news. Get rid of that issue later in the season yeah. that D-Butt was just talking about. Yep. Then in Pittsburgh, so two games on the road. Then at home against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. At home against the Green Bay Packers. At home against the Lions. Tell you what, man. What? Hey, oh, hey. What? those first four. Tough. Those are those are some first those five. Are some, that's some hell of five defenses right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah first yeah. five. Up to the bye week, though. Look up to the bye week. Those first four. Hell of five defense, right? I won't, I, won't, I won't say first five, but uh, not yet. Hey, it's good to get them out of the way. You know, good to get that out of the way as you continue to try to get going late. And then if you yep. look at the end of the season, I mean, there's a whole nother conversation yeah. about it. They got Bill's last game of the year. Oh. That's going to mean something. Yeah, I think all six yeah. of those games are actually starting at Thanksgiving. Uh, it's like five straight primetime games. And then it's uh, Finns and then from the Vikings. It's going to be fun to watch the AFC yeah. East. Hope you got they- Bill's twice at the end. Yeah. December, yeah. January, yeah. you got... Uh, Arizona with D Hop back. Oh, we got the Raiders with their shit figured out. I'm not worried about Arizona by that time of the, the greatest season. game of his life. Uh, you better keep eyes on Mike Yari to see if they figure yeah, it out. That's right. Uh, we can't thank you enough for joining us, D Butt. You're the best, man. Hey, appreciate you guys, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Here we go, Atta Baby. Here we go, Atta Baby. In hour two, this should be a good one. Ian Rappaport will be joining us in about 30 minutes to break down his training camp travels and what he has going on. He is currently at the Carolina Panthers, which allegedly Benjamin Albright put out a tweet that they are shopping Sam Darnold. Oh. I texted Rapsheet about it. He said he's not so sure that that's real. We will find out if he has any updates in about 27 minutes or so. The Toxic Table is here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. You two look fantastic. Packers, obviously, vibes are high because family night was there. Patriots, vibes are low because the offense stinks. But you've got nothing but time. We just talked to D-Bud who's been up there. Uh, At Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Cowboys, you look good, pal. Thank you. You look great as well. Oh, I appreciate that. So I took a week after SummerSlam and was a fat ass. Sure. Ate everything. I'm back on it today. Here we go. Excited. I can't be gaining 45, 50 pounds this football season. Okay, this is like our fourth season now covering. Yep. And I have gained weight every single year. I've gained alarming amounts of weight and skin in my face and body. And anytime we run one of those like throwback videos, I always like check the date. I'm like, oh, late in football season. (laughs) I'm on it. I'm getting into a routine now that I can hopefully keep all the way through season so I don't just become a walking, talking, sports, cardiac arrest. Let's go. So let's do it, huh? If anybody can do it, you can do it. But we talked about it before the show started. It's going to be very difficult. Those Sundays. Need a pizza. Need a pizza. Need a pizza. Maybe get some wings. That rolls into Monday. Oh, my God. 
because Monday you got to celebrate Monday Night Football. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then Thursday Night Football. Guess what? We got another game on Thursday. How oh. am I supposed to watch NFL and let alone the college football and now game? Now Saturdays. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to beat it. This is the year I don't become a fat ass. Here we go. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it together. Hey, what yeah. is that? Let's do it together. Here we go, boys. Get yoked. No, we don't even need to get yoked. Just, let's just, just not, don't get fat. Yes. <laughs> okay. Obese is what I, I was 280. People like, people say, oh, yeah, so you gained some weight. Some. I'm 280 pounds. You're play linebacker. I'm, I'm a f- linebacker. 280 is like an athletic offensive lineman. Yeah. <laughs> DN. I mean, that is, that is, that is not good. I need to not do that this year. Set the edge. And I am going to publicly shame myself into not doing it. Here we go. Hey, fat fuck. Let's just, you know. Not this year. Not this Eat a pizza on Sunday, but we don't eat one Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. Okay, let's just keep it to one day. Let's just keep it to the Lord's day. Uh, let's just keep it to God's day right yeah. there hell on yeah. Sunday. Boy. All right. With that being said, let's join uh, joining us now from an attic in Ohio is a robot of a man. Yep. A man who's actually never gained a pound or no. lost a pound. No. He has somehow always maintained the exact weight that he is at all times. Yep. He is a robot, a functioning one. We have another AI day coming in September, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's great. There's another AI day. Everybody keep eyes on Sweet Blake's penis yeah. because we don't yeah. know what yes. he's going to get into on AI day. Uh, Artificial Intelligence Day, part two, September 30th, 2022. You know, they're making a little uh, heart thing with their yeah. uh, artificial intelligence <laughs> yeah. hands. I can't wait to celebrate another AI day. But we need to keep eyes on Sweet Blake. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is going to be fucking an algorithm or two if he can. Yeah. And we need to keep his dick in his pants for AI Day Part 2. And that is really the most thing, uh, the, what I'm concerned with most. Yeah, I didn't know that was a hard thing. I thought that's where Sweet Blake was going to put his dong on AI Day. Well, we can see that Sweet Blake probably... He's packaged. Hammer. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if those hands are big or not, but Sweet Blake is the one that obviously created Lambda, mm-hmm. who's the Google AI uh-huh. mm-hmm. that uh, got sentient in which Blake, Sweet Blake, and Lambda had full conversations. Right. Now AI Day Part 2 is coming September 30th. Nick, your face always gets alarmed whenever we start talking about these AIs. I saw a video this weekend of three robots. Might have been fake, might have been real. We just kicked those fucking things right in the head. Yeah. I have no idea why we are scared. Oh, what do you watch? Another Boss Town Dynamics video? Fake one? Uh, is this fake? You tell me go ahead and run this foxy i know we got it somewhere look at that kick that thing right in its head what are we even thinking oh he's oh. just a little baby ass weak ass kid. okay look at this little soft ass oh no you oh, just no. knock up bang pow yeah boom come on all three of those little dumb ass computer robots are done i don't know why everybody's so scared of these ais but i would like to let them know if they're listening which they are i got nothing more respect for you guys yeah mm-hmm. absolutely nothing more respect for you absolutely. guys smart there's nothing more respect for you guys i think the thing to be definitely concerned with is imagine that if the arms were like katanas or if that mm-hmm. thing you know just like took out like a shotgun and you know then you know he's not, he doesn't just have like a little mallet he's hitting Bro, you with i watched terminal list dude okay yeah I'm coming around that corner sideways. Tell that little right. I watched Terminal List twice. Mm-hmm. So I got all up. I'm you know. bumping maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? And flipping it around. Bro, how about them holding that son bitch sideways? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Better that not was... see you downrange. Who? You. You're goddamn right. I saw Jack Carr doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Crushing. Got a road terminal. Look at this fucking guy. This Still is the Navy SEAL that wrote Terminal List. I guess it's a five series or five part book that they made it obviously into Prime with Chris Pratt. This guy's just he just killed seven thousand robots in a suit, to. all headshots. Boom. How you doing? You're dead. See you later. I'm Jack Carr. I'm a Navy SEAL. That's what we'll continue to say to the AIs if they want to come fight us. That's right. Sideways. Come get some. Come get some. Until then, we celebrate AI Day. Acknowledge me. Part two. Yes, September 30th. We so- will acknowledge AI right. part two. How come Sweet Blake uh, 
shaved off his burn size after after murdering all those women in the Midwest. All right, that is not Larry Hall, okay? <laughs> but now that Tony says it, here, Sweet Jimmy. Blake is not Larry Hall, but he does probably do the reenactments and such, which we will not blame them. There's a lot of people that do that that don't kill 21, 15, depending upon, no spoilers, uh, where you are in the series. Nonetheless, <laughs> joining us now is a man who's never gained a pound and never lost a pound. No. He is a robot. We should celebrate him on September 30th. Mm-hmm. Our favorite AI, our Super Bowl champion AI, our college football national champion AI, right. our COVID surviving AI, yep. ladies and gentlemen, AI, AJ Hawk. AJ! Hey, AJ! Hey, AJ. Hey. You see me turn that fucking gun, dude? I'm a seal. Is that why his name's AJ? It's just- yep, you look just like Chris Pratt, man. Chris Pratt, like he, you can tell that dude did a lot of training, didn't he, for that show? I'd say, you know what I learned? You know, like, from, you know, you know what how I- he pulls the pistol back into his chest? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of this. Yeah. He looks super professional when you're doing that mm-hmm. shit. And he's also real smooth. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Doing he's the whole fire. I love it. But I think what I learned from that, especially once I was told that actual Seal was writing it, which I don't look in, I don't know shit about Fox, so I apologize to Jack Carr for not knowing he wrote it until like episode three, maybe I was in. Sure. And I was told, like, oh, yeah, actual Navy Seal wrote that. He has many more. I'm like, mad respect. Listening to them talk about killing a person, like, they are trained to kill people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know where it eats. We know where it sleeps. We know the way it gets in. There's a camera. It's like, God damn, there are some people out there. These SEALs and these special forces, you know, Army has, Navy has, everybody has. They are killing machines. Like, yep. that, is, that is what they are. And that I was I was both impressed by it and then also like, man, if one of these motherfuckers wants me dead, I am dead. Easy to find. I'm walking right out here. <laughs> He's taking a piss every five minutes. He's doing, I mean, it is, the way they talked about humans as if you would hear like my dad talk about a deer that he wants to kill. Yeah. It was fascinating to hear. You know what I mean, AJ? It is. Is it set up for a second season? You said he wrote five books, right? So there are, have they, have they renewed it? So Bill has listened to the audio book of Terminal List. So he has substituted uh, podcasts with books now. Atta baby, Bill. Good, Good job, job, Bill. Bill. Learn, Atta baby, Bill. Don't know how Learning to that kill is, more so. efficiently, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, he's he's actually, I already knew that, already knew that, already knew that, already knew that. He read, he listened to all five of them in hopes to learn something. Yep. And yeah. He got through all five of them and didn't yeah, learn nothing. No. Knew it all. Yep. Ooh, raw, he said Jack Carr. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Navy SEAL, that would be a Marine call. But he said that clearly that was book one. So there's probably, Ooh. what, four more seasons? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it got renewed for the second season, so mm-hmm. I, they probably will do four or five. Chris Pratt was a badass. Uh, no spoilers. Dr. Mel Lin at the end. Dr. Mel Lin at the end. Just, Did you? Well, you haven't listened to a single dialogue. I mean, that entire yeah. show is set up through dialogue scenes, and you just fast-forward through all of them. True. So you don't even know any of the storylines or any of the conversations. Right. Uh, but I like, can't wait for season two. Really going it's going to be sweet. Yeah, but you have All right. Let's move on. Um, AJ, how was the weekend, pal? You had your cult event. It was a smashing success. Yeah. I heard. Way to go. Yeah, thanks. It was awesome, man. Phil Phil came in town with his, his uh, neighbor buddy and their wives. And yeah, it was it, it was a great time, man. You you missed out. A lot of people actually asked about, hey, where's Pat, man? He was great last year. I was like, oh, I can't make it this year. Maybe next year, guys. Yeah, I had something going on. Uh, I apologize to, for not making it. I told Phil this whenever he was driving out there with the best people. When he was driving out there, I said, um, I said, hey, this is going to be like the best event you've ever been to. Like, you guys put on a hell of, It was the best event I've ever been to, the one that you put together. It was... Everybody was all in. I've never been to those parties where, like, you know, there's a theme. No one mails it and in. And everybody's all in. Mm-hmm. Like, normally, I am a part of the crew, believe it or not, that doesn't go all in. Sure. And we kind of fuck it all up, but we're not the only ones. Mm-hmm. This particular time, dressed up, 
Everybody was bought in. The amount of vibes, it was good vibes. This one was a Gatsby Shout out Gertie. Gertie made that graphic right there. Did he really? He, yeah, I sent. That's what I oh, said. I told you a couple weeks ago. Right. Dirty was oh yeah, out. dirty. Thanks, oh, buddy. Hey, right. hey, 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 dirty. Yeah. Moonlighting on the side. Hey, baby, dirty. Helping out the Ohio State cult. We appreciate that, dirty. The um, the the Gatsby event though, I am very bummed that I missed because your events are fucking great, AJ. Absolutely great. Thank you, man. Yeah, I was uh, surprised at how many people actually took part and dressed up like in. Full, I mean, I had a full tux and an ascot on for the first like three hours, and then I was just so. So sweaty, I changed to a tuxedo T-shirt, which made me feel much better. But yeah, everyone, oh, it's the you know, we don't yeah. the Jeez. Buckeye Cruise for cancer people. They Jeez. set the whole thing up, run everything. People were awesome. Yeah, hopefully, fill it a good time. Hopefully, everyone did. His buddy, diehard Ohio State guy Wayne, he was uh, he was fun. Oh, nice. I've never met him. Sounds like a great guy. I wish I could go. Hopefully, we'll go next year. The boys were wondering, were they actually invited or no? Yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, up. they should. Next year's uh, 70s theme. They should, we should get a table. Oh, okay. Oh, there oh we yeah. Go. Next See you there. Invited. There we go. We'll go next said year. Said that last year, though, but yeah. whatever. Okay. He did invite you guys. I told them you invited them on air, and they said we were not yeah, invited. and they all just poo-pooed it. Oh, yeah, we're, drunk. we're not invited. That's all the, well, that's, well, what they actually I, said was Phil's neighbor. That none of us know or care about was invited to AJ's event. None yeah. of us were. This is what they said. I said, you guys were invited. You guys were actually invited, I think, right? Well, you guys were. I mean, so, like, everyone else at the party, you just, like, saw them out in public. Like, hey, you want to come to a party? Or did exactly. they receive, like, invitations and stuff? It's, it's funny you say that because we have, like, we've done this, I don't know, nine, ten years in the Buckeye Cruise people. It's, we don't have it sent out a lot of invites. People are just, they know, and they set it, and they come back. So you guys are being dramatic. Is what I, well, I, me and AJ are both saying you guys are being dramatic. It's not as if these people on Friday, right before the event, are like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Tomorrow's the day when AJ Hawk is putting on that great Gatsby event. We should go. These people plan it, you know, months in advance. So True. maybe next time a little goddamn heads up. Where are we supposed to go? When do we go there? Yeah. Is there a hotel? Are we driving there and back in the same night? Like, what's the deal is, is it my job to get your hotel, con man? No, it's yeah, not your you freaking want. job, AJ, but it is he's your just, freaking job to let us know. It was like three days you told him, hey, you guys come right. Yeah, it's a little exactly. difficult now that we're adults, you know? Yeah, I know. Good God. Anyways, I'm happy you put on the event. I'm bummed <laughs> I missed it. These guys were invited. They chose not to go. That's that's a shame for you guys. Bullshit. Way to go, AJ. Next August, probably, boys. Next August. Okay. All right. We're we'll going to know. Put it in. First right. Saturday of August. Uh, let's talk yeah, about right. how the Hall of Fame game happened on Thursday, and then there's no other preseason games until this upcoming Thursday, and they had the Hall of Fame stuff during the day on Saturday. Could they not put – preseason games on Sunday so we didn't have this big leap and big wait. I assume every coach is happy that we got more time, but players got to be getting antsy at this point of training camp, don't you think, AJ? Oh, yeah, they see that that the Hall of Fame game and thinking, "All right, here we go. Let's get we're getting close to getting to our in-season schedule." I know we would always get excited oh, yeah. when you look forward in the calendar and you see, "Oh, we get to move out of the hotel or dorms on this date and then we kind of go to an in-season schedule and it feels like, "All right, here now we're playing real football." Right now those guys are kind of you're dealing with it before your first preseason game. You haven't even had that yet. Yeah, it's kind of a long week. Yeah, people are already sore, already tired, haven't even played first preseason game. It's like, yeah. God damn, this is going to be a long year. But once you get back into the facility, get back home, it's a little bit different. Now, obviously, not everybody's going to get there, but there's injuries and people are going to get cut. I guess the Bills are moving out of Rochester, New York in like three days or something. Remember, they won early because they have the opener on Thursday night against the Rams. But it is – we are – we are deep in training camp right now, everywhere. We are. There's injuries happening. There's yep. trade requests already happening, AJ. I mean, it is. People Guys are, are being considered. They're, they're calling people bust already and all superstars off of like a, a seven on seven rep or something like there's legit. I was watching some clip. I forget who it was. Great throw, great catch, whatever. And I was like, why is the guy running 75%? It was a walkthrough rep where they had guys wearing 
like we probably uh, posted you know little deals on their helmets like punters <laughs> are playing defense I'm like oh it's a walkthrough and everyone's cheering like this guy's looking in midseason form all right let's go right to one of those clips that we saw then out of the new york jets camp jordan davis one-on-one with a center and he just bodies this guy straight back slick seemed like it was in the middle of rain put him on skates put him time. on skates yeah and the guy was trying to do i don't know who it was he was trying his best to, that's a drill by the way so there's a drill where guys are getting, they have weights and they're getting pushed on and they hop backwards, right? That is like teach tape of what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. But Jordan Davis, six foot eight, what was he? Six, 380. Yeah. Six, six, 380. Yep. Running four, five or mm-hmm. whatever. This guy, physical specimen freak show. I don't, oh, yeah, Philadelphia Eagles, sorry about that. I don't think that any offensive lineman would watch this and say this matters, though. That's the only issue with training camp. This type of one-on-one with the center with no guard help on a tackle is shading. I mean, th- this would be – every offensive lineman hates that this footage won out. But on the flip side, looks like Jordan is a dog. Looks <laughs> yeah. like he is a dog, A.J. Hawk. Looks like Jordan's got some power, doesn't he? And that, that's when the that guard there, he tries to anchor, and he has to reset like four times, and his feet keep sliding out. You put him on skates. Yeah, it might not be the most realistic drill, but it definitely shows you – I think this guy has the power to play at this level. I, I would say so, and I don't think that's Kelsey. It, it was the center. Guard gets out of the way. But these one-on-ones and these highlights, and I'm partially to blame because me and Gumpy are firing these off on the Instagrams, <laughs> you know, like literally every 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, they are fun to watch. I do like oh, yeah. watching these deep balls completed. Yeah, I like to see that there is going to be great football that's going to happen after watching the Hall of Fame game and going, God damn, this is fucking terrible football. Mm-hmm. So I like seeing the highlights, but it is so hard to read who wins and who doesn't. We're almost like pro football focus at this point. Because well, with that offensive line, with the size of that center, right, who was drafted because Jason Kelsey liked him, I think. Right. Would they ever have him one-on-one with Jordan Davis sitting right there? Never. Ever, ever in a million years would they have it. But have to do the drill, and we learn something about Jordan. So it's always like uh, we, we have to try and be impartial here whenever we're looking at things because a lot of us understand that there's a lot of drills that are favored for somebody, and also somebody might be working on something. That might not be the person they're going to be in games uh, so we got to remember that when we're watching this shit. To your point, the game that we get Thursday night is Giants and Patriots, and both teams had terrible reports come out this weekend. Yeah. So we'll Daniel see. Jones, hey, that rep looked bad. Did you see that? That's where the right. Yeah, but aren't people also saying the route was, was a bit shoddy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Debut kind of went to the defense that Daniel Jones was like, ah, it was a throwaway. I think it was, clearly was a throwaway. Lazy rot. You know, if that guy comes out of his stem a little bit harder, probably closer there. So not that big of a deal, but it's hard not to watch that and go, oh, oh no. Uh, Dan I saw a Once again, got to be impartial. Got to be impartial because we don't know. Well, we hear know. Saquon's back. We hear Sa- Sa- Saquon looks great, right? Yeah, I mean, the offensive line gave him time, so that's good. It's a right. scary rep right there, too. You're throwing in the red zone. You throw that thing late or whatever, <laughs> boom, big six. Big six. And, I mean, Mike Lombardi, uh, he quotes Ray Lewis and said, bring in Jimmy G. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Dayball was in New England, right? Yes. Yep. Whenever Jimmy G was up there. Uh-huh. So if you have any questions at all right now and you're any of these teams, why not? Now, is Daniel Jones have the ability to become Josh Allen with Dayball? We shall see. But also, if a rep keeps going out like that, it's going to be hard for the Giants fans not to be like, ah, oh, fuck, we suck again. This guy is the worst. I saw a longer one because I that one was, yeah, the wideout wasn't the best route ever, but there was a longer one with like three or four more plays of similar stuff. So it was. New offense. Yeah. Uh-huh. New offense. That was part of That's what we're talking about. I mean, it could, Impartial. It could be. We have no idea. Practice. With that being great. said, Giants fans will probably 
Finding it to be a little difficult to remain optimistic with old Daniel Jones' experience with Dayball. Yeah, to your point about him maybe being Josh Allen, like he has to turn into that this year, right? Because they have oh, to yeah. make they have to make a decision right now. Whether so, it's not like you can see enough. Like, oh well, hey, actually, maybe three years from now he might be the guy we think he is. Like he has to be that guy right now. And if he's not, why not get Jimmy G? Could you imagine Jimmy and the Giants, AJ? I mean, I think he could do very well there. Oh, yeah. So what, he'd just be shirtless on the cover of every magazine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, day one over there in New York? Mm-hmm. Yep. GQ. Heartthrob, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, football what do you pants need on. To know? What do you need to know? Yeah, Chris Angel football mm-hmm. pants on. What do you need to know about the new incredibly handsome starting quarterback for the New York Giants? That shit would just be everywhere. Oh, huh? yeah. And Daniel Jones is just sitting there going, what? The guy ran the wrong route. Yeah, but also, <laughs> he wasn't supposed to be. He, he, he was sitting all over the route too. Like I'm not going to throw it right there. <laughs> what do you guys want me to do? And it, it, both sides are very valid, by the way. And that's yeah. why training camp is such a, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. Speaking of, uh, Carson Wentz is allegedly having some inaccuracies. Uh-oh, oh no! Uh, I'm not doing it. I'm not burying him. I'm not burying him. Uh-oh. New Uh-oh. offense. New, new home, offense. New rhythm. New wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is. A lot of crowd noise he's dealing with probably there at practice. No, no crowd noise. They had to pump it in, I think, to the speakers because there was no, you know, not a lot of turnout there. noise. They did get rid of the take command. They no longer take command. What? That is no longer their thing. What is it, though? We Are Commanders is still their thing, right? Yes. We Are are Commanders. commanders. What's that from? The internet. Thanks. (laughs) Who asked us that? Ron? Heineke. Heineke, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the people that created that on the internet as a joke who were Commanders fans, mm-hmm. want to let you know, if that thing catches on, would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess they're doing hashtag hail the Commanders. Is that right? I don't know. I have no idea. Huh. I have no idea. This they can't miss Let's these see. days. This is one team. One person told me this who just got his first golf win ever. Okay. <laughs> but we don't know if he is telling the truth or not telling the truth. Yeah, I could see it. Take Command also works. Did you see someone did tweet uh, that they were at the camp uh, this past weekend? And it went pretty big because he said, I was at old football team's name before the football team, not the commanders practice today we are not going to win a game and i believe he got like three thousand retweets oh, talking about the poop pipes that were oh yeah that yeah, also still leaking yeah, yeah. 21 still- hours ago hashtag htc oh, hail to the commanders so. bum, 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 bum. hail to, to the, the commanders, commanders. Bum, 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 bum. congrats to them buying in and understanding what catches and what doesn't how about speaking it? of catches will they be able to make any terry mclaurin that is with carson Wentz playing quarterback i think his good will be great his bad will be noticeable and I'm not sure there's any real expectations for the commanders this year, is there? You hit it right there. Like I think the one thing they have going for them, if things like this continue to come out, is that expectations become lower and lower for their team. So whatever they do is a positive, I feel like. Still got poop pipes bursting in the stadium whenever there's not even that much poop going through the pipes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, poop's going, poop going through pipes. Today is the anniversary of uh, Dave Matthews' band dumping the poop off of their bus onto a boat that was passing oh. underneath the said bridge. <laughs> no. The number that I seen was 800 pounds of poop. Oh, Holy shit. God. There's no way that is accurate, though. There's no way that they had Did one bus carry that much? Oh, well, it was yeah. Dave eating. Yeah, Dave eight, loves McDonald's. Eight, how could you not? <laughs> yeah. How could you not, by the way? In my last weekend of uh, binging a bunch of food, oh. my last meal, quarter pounder with cheese. Nice. Mm. Has to be. With an apple pie. Yep. But Ch- Fries. Large what? pie. Sprite. What? Perfect. Maybe the Sprite. Yep. And I got some nuggets Ten on the side. 10-piece nugget on the yeah. side. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know if it's just McDonald's that is flooding that. Uh, but yeah, I guess this is the date years ago. Yep. 18 years ago, Dave Matthews banned poop bus. Chicagoans will never, 
ever forget. Dave Matthews tour bus dumped 800 pounds of poop on people. <laughs> Damn wow. you, man. The picture <laughs> from the other hell. side is absurd. 800 pounds of poop. Oh, man. my God. The bus had a lot of black water and a lot of gray water. Yeah, that's or, right. Or fresh water. That thing was man. ready to burst in. They thought they got to a good place to do it. It was obviously a metal bridge. This would be a great place to drop this off. It goes mm-hmm. right into the river where you want your poop to go. And instead, some some boat was going underneath taking a tour. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my Is that God. the worst wow. tour of all time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> worst oh. tour of all Did the bus time. stop and park and like pump it off? I think it was kind of a drive-by shit drive. Yeah. Can yep. you even do that? Mm-hmm. Well, they did. Well, they yeah. did. <laughs> And uh, I assume there's some rules against it in Chicago now, but Whoa. nonetheless, we're happy that Dave Matthews' bus got some relief. We are bummed that the people underneath had to eat Dave Matthews' oh. shit 18 years ago. <laughs> and all parties have moved on and learned from it. Uh, shout out to 18 years ago, a monumental thing. Yeah. Shout out. It's a real bummer they couldn't wait till they got to Indy because I'd feed the oh, bums for real? two months. <laughs> yeah. Holy the shit. timing. How did you time it up so perfectly? Zito said he thinks this is fake, but... Just for visual representation, reenactment yes. of what it could have been uh-huh. like. Right. Yeah, definitely fit. <laughs> I don't know. You know 800 pounds. 800 pounds. It was at 1 p.m. It was in the middle of the afternoon. Well, absolutely. Yeah. What, what, How can a bus hold that, that much poop? What are you talking about? They got big old um, tank. Big septic tank. I'm telling you. Is that the pounds? biggest blackwater tank alive? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a big part of it. The whole blackwater, graywater, freshwater oh. thing is a massive ordeal on the bus. It's almost like the most important thing. Because if you have too much, it obviously smells terribly. Okay. I've been a part of some uh, operations in which there was a shitter on the bus that we were in. The toilet is always the problem. Yep. The toilet is mm-hmm. always the problem with those things. Now, there's other maintenance issues that happen. Mm-hmm. But the water maintenance is paramount. Because if you don't, it's fucking ruined. So they knew it. They were getting to a point that they couldn't get any. You think Dave could sing Satellite that night if he continued to smell those 800 pounds of shit through the toilet while he's sitting on that bus? No, sure. no. Absolutely He not. had to do it for the good of his fans. Mm-hmm. They had to get that 800 pounds of shit off immediately. They did. Just so happened to be exactly one butt was passing underneath yeah. out of a fucking movie, by the way. Out of an absolute movie. Were they like playing ants marching outside of the bus while they were dumping were, all the poop? Or No, no. I think they were I think Dave was probably snoop, play, playing a guitar. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. He didn't even you know what was happening. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he had no idea. And uh, the driver just pulled the little lever. Yep. Yeah. Boom. Released and, the valve. It just. Oh, uh, no. And there's uh, breaking news. We oh, have no. breaking news. Oh, no. It's not good. Keith Urban also got in trouble for doing something very similar. But how do, you ex- how do you expect <laughs> they don't these, know about it, probably? How do you expect these guys' vocal cords to remain golden if there's just poop radiating through the fucking bus? Can't have it. And you assume that he found out like four or five weeks later when they're like, Dave, you actually killed like eight people from e-. they got E. coli. Wow. We dumped all that poop on that you know tourist boat. You killed like eight people. Dave had a moment of silence two shows <laughs> yeah. later. Uh-huh. Exactly. Forty people in Chicago <laughs> right. that they're poop. Yeah. <laughs> And right into fucking He wake up in the morning Puts on a hell of a show Oh yeah, yeah. By the way Hey those the- fancy buses Pat you know those fancy buses I think all of them probably now Have those grinders That grind their turds Macerator like, You uh, keep yeah. saying grind your turds Who did he say this about last week He said somebody's no, in serious. No we're, we're talking about Mr. Beast No these The fancy <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Macerator Where they can fit a lot more turds in their, in their system You knew exactly what we were referring to So that means you continued that conversation later oh. With somebody off air General Bob Carpenter Hey What How do you think do you're doing this? <laughs> Smush some turds Bob's never heard of Mr. Beast There's no way Well I think maybe you introduced him Whenever you heard that he was crushing his turds into bottles um 
Keith Urban did 2009 on 11th Street, New York City. Oh, yeah. no. But he's Australian, so you can With a Southern it. accent. Yeah, exactly. And he plays the hell out of a guitar, so <laughs> he can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> Bingo. All right, let's talk about uh, some... Sp- oh, did you see um, this type of situation actually happened yesterday at the um, uh, Big Machine Music City uh, race, car race, oh. down in India, uh, Nashville? Oh, yeah. They raced through the streets of Nashville yesterday. Maybe 70 accidents, crashes. 70 of them oh, just no. the whole thing and then there was one overpass they went underneath and they have an open top they have these new glass shields mm-hmm. they used to be open uh race open wheel so they, f1 uh indycar so their heads used to pop out they have since added like glass to kind of help and but there's still a hole on top they're driving through the streets of nashville around nissan stadium across bridges like it's a pretty sick thing mm-hmm. indianapolis will never be able to do it because the bums would get in front of them, oh. and then all the potholes oh, yeah, would can't have it. ruin it. So Nashville got put on a pretty good display. The roads were a little tight, though. I mean, there was a ma- lot of accidents. They were driving under this one overpass, and it had a delay earlier in the day from a rainstorm. Water drops off it right into, like, these drivers are going, I don't know, 100, Jesus. 120 miles an hour. Water, just a sheet of water falls into, like, the cars as they're driving by. A little bit, the guy had an accident. <laughs> sure. A little bit, water just fell there, and they just moved on. I'm like, think of that person that's driving, like, 100 miles an hour, and then just a, a bucket of water gets dumped. I guess the good news is wasn't poop yeah okay so i mean there's a lot of this type of shit happening i guess that race was awesome no chance you saw it yesterday aj no i was not uh, aware of that but don't you think that guy's first thought was oh no someone dumped their bus poop on me yeah i think so i I don't know which driver it was that got it but that race lasted seven hours yesterday (laughs) did it really crashes everywhere that's tough the scenes were cool though looked like it was packed so up. it's considered indy it's part of like the indycar circuit yeah yeah it's called a road course obviously it goes through downtown nashville across a couple bridges i mean it was Unreal. very nice i was so impressed by the roads uh-huh. like you drive 14 feet here in indianapolis yeah. Yeah. that new hummer i got is fucking mm-hmm. bum, 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 right. you know what i mean it's crawling mm-hmm. over that thing they were sprinting indy cars through there that are this high off the ground not even it's like Pretty impressive for the streets down there. Yeah, and that's what they should do more of is doing the stuff through the cities. But you're right. I mean, Mitt has a Mustang, and he drove through this city once, and I believe he had two flat tires by the time he got back. I can't even ride a motorcycle. Yeah. It's like my favorite hobby. Uh-huh. I can't even ride it because how bad the streets are. It's like it's a, a scratch-off on whether or not I'm going to make it back. And it's like, I can't do that now. It's a little. You're bit- riding the country roads out by the house. They're bad too. Every hey, terrible everywhere. everywhere. Everything okay. Well, you got a lot of semis going around there, building huge warehouses. That's yeah. what's causing it. Well, that and it seems like a lack of maintenance from anybody yep. that's in a position of power carrying it all. Mm-hmm. And then our power grid can go out. Literally, uh. you flick a cigarette in the wrong place, the entire power grid's going to go out like it did today, AJ. That's life right now, isn't it? What are they, are they picking and choosing who they're turning on and turning off? No, this wasn't. This wasn't because the heat. This cause was of underground fire. Yep. Oh. Actual fire smoke coming out of a grate. Next to the library up here, mm-hmm. are people are people living down there? Probably. Yeah. I saw there's a whole like part. Vegas. That's where they do their other business. Streets. That's another part of the problem. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's get to a break. Let's get back on track, okay? <laughs> we'll be back in four minutes with Ian Rappaport joining us. Let's go. Rap. He's on a training camp tour currently at the Panthers camp. We'll ask him about everything going on. Uh, I watched the movie Luck this weekend on Apple. Oh, is that is that the animated one with the cat? It's for five year olds. Yes. Okay. Wife loved it. Sure. I snoozed a couple times. Okay. Overall, not bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Much better than Jurassic World Dominion. 
This man is a senior NFL insider for the league itself and the network that the league owns, and also the subscription service that the NFL just opened so they could bundle that in a package that, you know, $2.5 billion a year is going to be worth. Bingo. This man is also the host of the weekly wrap up of Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. I am. Yep. I think it's raining on me, so I'm going to have to do this under the uh, under the canopy. What type of rain? Is this Chicago rain or is this? It's the it's the big old fat rain, like they used to say in Forrest Gump. Oh yeah, those big droughts. But I'm I got a. I'm under a tent, so all is well. Above that tent, big cumulus clouds. Yeah, uh, that is why the big drops of precipitation are coming down. We're happy. Look, look at this. Uh, look Beautiful. at this nice setting. Look at this. Beautiful. Bar, Who's that? Know. Is that new? Because Tepper's been there. Or is this how it's always been? This is how it's always been. They've been here for years and years and years. Predates Tepper, um, and you know they. I think eventually they'll move out of here and they get their own facility and do everything well, there. But there's some there's some stuff. They tried. Well, they, they did try, and <laughs> there was uh, an ending to that deal that, pretty quick. Yeah, pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's at Carolina Panthers practice and training camp, which is a great start to our conversation with the man who knows everything about everything happening in the NFL. Uh, Sam Darnold's on the trading block. Benjamin Albright put that tweet out. Does that mean Baker Mayfield's outright winning the competition? Matt Corral also looking good? Or what are you hearing about the quarterback situation down there in Carolina where all eyes are looking? Yeah, I don't, I don't think Darnold's going to be on the trade block. Uh, I don't think anybody would, would trade for him, honestly. I mean, yeah. I think when, 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 you have that, when you have that salary for a backup quarterback, I mean, they would, they would have to eat significant, significant salary. And if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you just keep him as your backup, right? I mean, if you're going to pay him, just keep him. And he's someone who has started. If something does happen to Baker Mayfield, he's a perfect guy to slide in there. But to answer your question – you know, Baker's got the leg up here. I would say he's got the inside track to win the job. Had a really, really nice day today. Um, done a good job as far as understanding things, kind of fitting right in, taking control a little bit. Um, I would say if it continues in this direction, um, hey, then, you know, yeah, shush. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell him quiet, to tell him nicely. No, you. you. Is it Garrett Fuller? Yeah. No, it's not. It's Palmer? Not <laughs> um, no, not Palmer. Um, yeah, hey, can we have an off-air convo real quick? With- <laughs> no. Uh, no, 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 um, okay. no. But if, sure? if it all uh, if it all progresses like this, I would say Baker's going to be the starter, which is the best case scenario for the Panthers. Ian, are they going to keep three? What if Corral shows enough to be the backup? I would say they are going to they are going to keep three almost definitely. Um, my guess is Corral will probably not end up as the backup to start. You know, now, I mean, if, if they get to the point where the season's not going in a good direction, you know, wouldn't hurt to play him just to see what they have. Um, but my guess is it'll be Baker is the one, Sam is the two, and Corral in a place where he can learn and just not worry about it. Just learn and kind of be in the background, which is like for someone who has a lot of talent but, you know, has a ways to go before being an NFL player. It's perfect. It actually is a great – yeah, it is – like and that's the thing. Like if he's a first or second round draft pick, you almost can't wait. Now, if you want to wait, it's like, oh, okay, no big deal. Yeah, Same thing with Malik Willis, no big deal. Yeah, I think Malik Willis in Tennessee. Also, Trey Lance was the number three overall. They got to wait with him for a year. I think waiting and seeing how the professional game works helps out immensely. But if a team needs him, they'll be able to put him in. How's Hecker Hecker bombing balls over there? He looked good. Oh yeah, I did a lot of um, studying on on uh, on him today. Um, I thought he looked. Um, oh, shut the good. fuck up! Yeah, <laughs> no, this is unbelievable. Johnny Hector's one of the best of all time. Yeah. His first I year with the Panthers. 
No, I did notice him today because I saw a huge booming punt, and I was like, wow, but it was actually the judge machine. All right, this guy stinks. Son of a we will bitch. move on. Jeez. Baker Mayfield obviously traded from the Browns. <laughs> the Browns at one point this offseason said, hey, Baker, funny, cute little request to get traded, but we ain't trading you. The same thing seems to be happening with Hunt. Is that the feel you're getting? They're going to keep Hunt around even though he doesn't like it? Or do you think he inevitably gets traded because, I mean, he wants to get paid as a guy? And we talked to Darius Butler earlier. He said, film says he is a guy on any team other than like three of them. How do you see that panning out? And do you think the Browns have so many distractions? Are they going to be able to win a game this year? I mean, that's a real question. Uh, I would say, first of all, I would be surprised if somebody traded for Kareem Hunt. And it's not just because... You know, he has the all the stuff in his background, which is how he ended up getting cut by the Chiefs and going to the Browns, and not everybody would want to take that on. Um, it's also like not a lot of people pay running backs. It's even worse value to trade for a running back and then pay him. So my guess is nothing happens. He made his stance. He tried. It, you know, the Browns have not come out publicly and said that they, find, that they would find him, but if you're sitting out team drills and then suddenly two days later you come back in team drills, I'm going to guess somebody said something to him that said, like, hey, dude, you should probably be involved in this. So it looks like it's going to be status quo. Um, and also, like, if you're the Browns, like, running backs get injured. Bradley Chubb is awesome. Um, Bradley Chubb. Nick Chubb is Bradley awesome. Chubb. Bradley Chubb also Nick Chubb. Yeah, good. Bradley Chubb also good. Yeah, he was he gets more, more, uh, more, more important to this conversation, Nick Chubb, awesome. Running backs do get hurt. I, if I'm the Browns, I, I'm not sure there's a move that would make this make sense. They said $50,000 a day. Is that the max fine? Yes. I think that is the max fine. And I don't know that that's what it was, but that would be just to sit out some team drills, make a stance. Like, I'm not sure that makes a lot of sense. Bro, the Browns have so much shit. And the dog pound, by the way, has been through it. I mean, the dog pound has been through it. You go all the way back to whenever they got up and left town, won a Super Bowl somewhere else. They bring a team back. They stink forever. The list of quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield wins a playoff game yeah. for them. Get him the fuck out of town, please. He's starting for the Panthers now. Yeah. He's good enough to go into there. He fit in. He's starting for the Panthers. And for the Browns, they got a running back that they thought they were going to use a lot. He wants the hell out of town. They got a quarterback that might never play. Right? I mean, there's a chance. No. I mean, is there a chance? Yes. but And I know the NFL is pushing for a year-long suspension. You talk about the distractions that – I hope you can hear me with this rain currently destroying us. Hey, it's all right. That's uh, a distraction. Put some put the grit cap on like MCDC yeah. and let's get through it. You're crushing it. You're killing it right now. Um, it is amazing to think of all the different things the Browns are going through, have put themselves through and all of that. I do wonder – it's like, you know, talk about when this – Deshaun Watson's suspension will happen. And, you know, obviously he's going to be suspended at least the first six games. We'll see if it's more. There is some value, I think, for them in just having some certainty and knowing that, like, just what it's going to be. Because every single day, having all the coaches and all the players being asked about it all the time, like, it has to weigh on you. It's just... Absolutely. Yeah, especially when every other team in the NFL seems to be focusing on football and then your team is worried about literally everything else. It's I think as AJ and I, and I don't, I don't think I've gotten AJ's exact date because he's in Ohio, so he might be scared of it. But anybody that's ever been in the NFL knows it's hard to win 
in the fucking NFL, let alone whenever you're not all in on football. So, like, Cleveland Browns shit, if you're in dog pound, I can assume you're a bit alarmed by it all. So are we. Team's talented. Maybe they'll be able to go. The AFC North is a problem. Let's go to the NFC real quick. Trey Lance, allegedly better than John Lynch could have ever imagined. We're seeing highlights every single day. Is it that good over there right now? Is it just is it just he's picking this thing up like that and the highlights are representative of the entire practices? Or are we only seeing the good right now, you think, out of San Fran? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say if you're seeing the highlights and it's all positive, that's probably not the whole picture. I know when I was there a couple of days ago, it was pretty up and down, which oh. is fine. Oh. I mean, he is oh. he's very raw. Oh, no. Um, he's learning on the fly, and there's, there's certainly some accuracy issues. Yesterday was a pretty rough day, less than 50% of his no. passes. Um, but, Fuck. you know, I think that's the way I think that's the way it's going to be, you know, because, I mean, they got a great defense. They're going to run the absolute heck out of the ball. He is a second-year player that needs to – needs to figure it out so like this is you know they made that big trade last year for 15 years not for year two so there's a lot of talent a lot of talent and he's going to make some wild plays and everything else some inaccuracy the up and down like they're gonna have to live with and i think that because they are so talented on defense really really talented and they're gonna run the ball well i think they'll be able to manage that especially early but it has been a little up and down Ian, I heard Carolina's trying to manage, I guess, Christian McCaffrey's reps a little bit or how far he runs after he catches the ball. Yeah. What's practice like there compared to other places you've been? I know Matt Rule, he's a stickler for rules at times. I know he got what he make the team run when a guy reached out over the goal line for a touchdown or just little things like that. Have you noticed anything? And celebrating. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think the, the one sort of difference here for Rule, maybe compared to last year, is you know, he has been a very heavy handed coach who's intense. He sort of lets his guys hear it. He's been the leader the last two years. It's year three now, and it sounds like he's letting the veterans kind of lead a little bit and be the be the louder voices, which I think if you're going to build a team and you're going to win, like it has to I mean, you guys know, like Thank the you. leadership has to be in the locker room, not the coaches, right? Like that's when you're a good team. You have the guys sort of policing themselves. That's where they are now. Um, as far as McCaffrey, that is a good point. Um and it's not just the coaches managing him. It's also him being like, you know, he's not a rookie. He doesn't have to show everyone he can run 80 yards after every touch. Mm. He needs to stay on the field. And, you know, it's like we talk about guys being on a pitch count. He's on a step count, as uh, we were talking about on the network today. So, like, it's okay that he doesn't run 1,000 yards down the field. He needs to be manage himself and be healthy when it matters. Okay, so a running back on a step count is interesting. <laughs> Because in Las Vegas, it is being said running backs need all the reps they can get, huh. That's right. especially Josh Jacobs. What are you hearing? I saw you had a report this weekend on NFL Network about that. You oh, pretty cool. Look. Uh-huh. Who was yeah. that? That was somebody you no, said. No, so no, I will tell you exactly what happened. Mike Garofolo, who's right here. Mike, say hi. Oh, Mike, two times one week. Hey, there What's he going is. on, Mike? Let's see. Um, he's going to be with me in Pittsburgh tomorrow too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Down well in Pittsburgh. There. Yeah. I'm, I'm legitimately excited. Anyway, um, he showed me a headline on our one of our blogs that says Christian McCaffrey's on a step count. I am trying to make step count a thing for running athletes as opposed to pitch count, which is for throwers. Okay, there's kick counts, there's step counts, there's pitch counts. Let's get yeah. into all of them. Let's get into the step count. You had a report this weekend about the Raiders. They're not trading Josh oh, yes. Jacobs. They're just treating him no. like he's any other running back, basically. That's how we should look at this uh, for this upcoming I, year? I kind of think that is a good read because like he – you know, running backs are treated a little differently. Like, you don't hit them in practice a lot of times, and a lot of them don't play in preseason games. The Raiders do not think like that. They didn't pick up his option. He's got a lot to prove. 
I really think they just wanted to see him in a game and needed him to get out there with the way they block and with this offensive line. I don't believe they're trading him at all. The Hall of Fame game? That ain't fucking – what? Yeah, you need to see that Hall of Fame. What, Ian? What? No. I I understand. What? What? You were blocking for him in the Hall of Fame game if you wanted to. They put a jersey on you in the Hall of Fame game if they needed to. I I would not be able to block anyone right now. I'm very tired. I don't think that would be Oh, okay, because you're winded. Yeah, you'd be car-bloated the night before. (laughs) Yeah, if it was a Hall of Fame game, you knew about it. You'd be ready to go, obviously. I'd I'd be a protein. I'd be a steak the night before, not a not a guy. So, like, isn't isn't an easy rebuttal? They're like, well, Devontae Adams needs to know how their offense builds, and Derek Carr needs to know what it's like to have Devontae Adams out there. No, like, no, no. We no, could no, do no. this all different day situation. if we no, wanted to. I understand, to. but different situation because he's got a lot to prove. They didn't pick up his option. I know well, that's what we're saying. He's, he's not – right, but I'm saying they're not going to trade him. They just need him to play well. Got it, got Like, it. Devontae Adams, you know. Derek Carr, you know. Josh Jacobs, like – there's some talent. He's a first rounder, but we don't know. And I think they wanted to what? what do we know, Ian? We know. I think we know, right? That he's got him and Darren Waller were basically yeah, yeah. the team for a little bit. Oh well, and Derek Carr. Waller's well, good. Hey, what? Well, okay. Well, in wow. good hey, he didn't need to learn any new reps, right? In the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, Waller's well, good. It's good. Right yeah. All right. So it is like, a, hey, Josh Jacobs. Let's see what you got. I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, last question from me before the boys. We can't thank Ian Rapport enough for joining us. When's Carter Six coming out? I don't know if you heard the mm-hmm. big flick earlier into the. My, when's Carter Six coming out? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I need to work my my sources. Yeah. Um, yes, skip. Yeah, gotta get on that. I did see the. Uh, are you? Right you're here. a big. Uh, you're a big little Wayne guy. All right, rap sheet. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Yeah. Your question for Ian Rappaport. Rap sheet. What's worse, the attendance in Washington or Carson Wentz throwing the ball? Whoa, jeez. Jeez. HTTC. <laughs> oh, we, we didn't want to talk about it. That's why I'm asking you, Ian. What's your problem? Um, no, no, I was. Working on very, time. Very fair question. Very fair question. Um, I would not say the attendance uh, either at training camp or in the regular season has been great. No, Carson Wentz oh, has no, does sound like he's had some poop hiding money. Yeah. Then, well, he's but he's on the he's on the yacht. So yeah, yeah. Um, but the ticket money he was mm-hmm, hiding from mm-hmm. the Navy game and other things. Yeah. He's like, hey, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not selling enough tickets in the actual season. I need these. So fuck off. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. allegedly, allegedly not real. We don't know if that's real or not. Um, right, right. Um, oh, right, right. So, it, you know, it does sound Carson Wentz has had some accuracy issues, as he did last year. And I don't know if you – I'm not going to make a joke. I'm not going to make a joke. Don't. But you probably saw some of it last year at times, no, especially said. at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's um, one, of only five quarter, one of only five active quarterbacks who have received an uh, MVP vote in the last five years. Yeah. Pretty cool. He had less interceptions last year than, like, 25 quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. The stats, like the things – if you were to make a case for Carson Wentz, you can literally – Go right to a podium and kill people. Mm-hmm. But if you watch him play, it that does, the stats don't tell the story. No, no. he is scary. It sounds like there there was even a report that somebody was chasing him and they were like, throw it away, throw it away. The oh. defender was saying, throw it away, <laughs> throw it away, and he just ran out yeah, for a ten yard yeah. loss. <laughs> so the... it's like, what is that real? Everybody knows, like, hey, the good of Carson is great. We just need it's a team effort here to get him to that. <laughs> yeah. Is that what's happening right now, Ian? Even the defenders, yeah, and. And, you know, I'm like I'm saying, I'm with Mike Garofalo today. We were actually having this conversation because when Carson has been coached incredibly hard, John D. Filippo was, was kind of his guy in Philly. He had maybe his best season because there is a lot of good there and the stats are good, but the bad plays have been bad. And I think if he is going to succeed in Washington, they're going to have to play good defense. They're going to have to run the ball. And he is going to have to throw it away when necessary and 
be a little accurate. And I, you know, they are still bullish on him. They think he is going to have a good season. They like the trade. Talk about a guy who has to prove some prove himself. Like this is probably a year where Carson has to prove himself that he is a NFL starter, and that's okay. That's just where he is. All right, another quarterback that had some videos hit the internet this weekend that didn't look fantastic and is on that prove-it year. Daniel Jones, are they trading for Jimmy G after the videos continue to hit the internet that we're seeing? Now, we have to follow up. We are pro football focused in this situation. We have no idea if that wide receiver ran the right route. We have no clue what the play was. It's tough to judge individual plays. But whenever there's... You know, stuff hitting the internet. I think a lot of Giants fans are like, same old Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. Same old Daniel Jones. What are we going to do? New head coach, new play caller who has had success in other places. Great success. It appears early that they're not going to. Is is there no need to panic right now? Daniel Jones is doing well. They should just learn a new offense and we don't know who ran the right route and did all that stuff. Or is this really cause for concern, you think, in New York? So I think that clip was actually a case of the receiver not running the route as he like all the way as he needed to. Okay. The actual like Daniel. I think was it was it Galladay? Yeah, I think it was Galladay. Uh, was Galladay. Okay. Um, I think that was the case. Now I'm not saying he's been perfect, and he is certainly another guy in a year where he also is going to end up as a starter franchise guy or not. Um, and there's there's a lot of guys on that team. I mean the Giants, you know, took the Joe Shane and, and Brian Dayball. I mean they took over an organization knowing that. They will see how it is this year. They will judge. They will evaluate, and then they might have to do some rebuilding, and they might have to have someone else in. Like so, so they're, they're not judging on Jimmy G. Things. Watch. You don't think they're on Jimmy G. Watch? I, I don't think they're on Jimmy G. Trade Watch. Uh, if Jimmy G. gets released, mm. so he talk about like how this is going to play out, right? Yeah. So I don't unless there's a quarterback injury over the next two weeks. I don't think anyone trades for him. Gets a cut down day, probably unless they can just deal with the salary probably end up cutting him we'll see save 20 and million then, if they cut him by the way save right. 20 million then he's it, not even allowed to come to training camp he's working out in the morning and then he's going home if that's still the case uh no he's he's on the field he's on the field next to it like he's he they're, they're like here and then he's on the rehab during practice during practice with the fans out there like right next to him it's oh, i was there a couple days it's it's like interesting i mean i watched him throw for like 30 minutes he's real throws um not quite where he needs to be stamina wise, but anyway. So let's say you're Jimmy G. Let's say you get to. I've let's been say watching you get people to, on a peloton. <laughs> Sorry, about that. go ahead. Sorry. Um, so let's say you're Jimmy G. You get to cut down day, and everyone's like, "Oh, go to Seattle, go to Seattle." Doesn't it make sense for him to just wait and maybe someone on a contending team needs a quarter? Like I know we're talking about the Giants in Seattle, but like, what if something happens to? I'm not going to jinx a team, but one of the other teams that is in the playoff hunt, like. Doesn't it make sense to just chill and wait? Yeah, I think it would. And also, it, how long can he wait, though? Yeah, how long would he wait? I think he would wait a while because he's he's already made a lot of money, and like his salary this year, what's it going to be? Seven million, eight, like six, you know, not not big time starter money. Get yourself in the right situation, and then cash in next year. Yeah, we're very lucky to be chatting with Ian Rappaport, who's live at Carolina Panthers camp, who was once on Jimmy G. Watch. We just learned Jimmy G. It's still raining, by the way. Big old raindrops. It looks like clear skies are moving in, though, just like, uh, you know, happy days. But Jimmy G. fully cleared to participate. 
Uh, he's practicing at the same time as the team, just on a different field. Cut down day's coming in a few weeks. It will save him $20 million. Who will end up with Jimmy G? That's a great question. Hour three will be on the other side of this six-minute break. Bang. Okay, Ty, your question for Ian Rapport as we wrap this up? Yeah, Rap Sheet. There's been kind of a lot of hype almost surrounding the uh, Saints, and I think it was today that Jameis maybe got hurt in a drill or something like that. Yeah, uh, tweaked his foot. Yeah, are they, are they, is that something they're worried about? Because they, they really are trying to like, you know, get some steam here as maybe a team that's going to be a playoff team this year. They they are starting to get some steam. And, I mean, I was I was there when I talked to you guys last night. I was – I was almost surprised. Like they have, they have a lot of talent. Like I knew it, but to see it, like I think they're going to be good. Sounds like he just rolled his ankle. Now they're having some tests, so like it's a foot, and you never know. But it does not, at this point, sound major. Anytime you're talking about a rolled ankle, that's much better than like some sort of mysterious foot injury. But like you know, Jameis has dealt with. He's come back. He's got the ACL in his knee that he's come back from. I think the other knee had a little bit of a tweak. Now an ankle. Like it's a lot of things. You just like him to be out there healthy and just regular Uh, what are you hearing about obj and von miller and uh everybody you know instagram comments saying how's the locker next to you look and then von miller just posted on his story hey obj let's go do this thing he's a free agent so all this is legal is odell beckham jr going up to buffalo we know another weapon isn't a bad thing and they are a contender would that make sense or do you think this is just a leverage play uh i don't know that it's just a leverage play i mean buffalo actually would make some sense i mean the rams make the most sense but what, there's one thing I've learned Days. over the last four years yep. about the Bills. It's like Dawson, I will Dawson. never rule out anything with them. I remember hearing a rumor that Von Miller was considering the Bills. And, like, I, I didn't believe it, but then, of course, he signed there. Like, they are always in the mix. They are, and, and they should be because they are a good team who could add one big final piece. Like, that would make some sense. Now, I don't know how awesome. real it is, um, but when Von starts, when Von starts doing some pitching – uh, I think that gets everyone's attention. And OBJ start doing some responding. I can't yeah. wait to see how it pans. I mean, that makes sense. It does. You know, him coming to the Colts would be cool, too, huh? Yeah, Packers Hey, Shaquille. Shaquille, let's go on Instagram. <laughs> Shaquille Leonard, need you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. DeForest Buckner, go ahead and go. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe is endearing himself to Colts. We go yeah. ahead and get on there. Let's get a weapon. Let's go ahead and win the Super Bowl. That's what everybody's trying to do. We can't thank you enough, Ian, for your time down there in rainy California or Carolina. Thank you guys for having me. I think uh, – the rain has almost stopped, so Mike and I got one more TV hit, then we're going to go to Pittsburgh. And uh, yeah, You guys driving or flying up there? Uh, we're going to fly. So we got the hour trip to the airport, then we're going to get some food, and then we're going to land in Pittsburgh and then probably get more food, then we're going to go to practice. Well, nice, nice. Go ahead and gain some pounds. You deserve it. Uh, enjoy Pittsburgh. Make sure you salute old Cuzzy in the airport. Yeah, That's yeah. right. I, I will absolutely Freeman do that. Franco. All right. Okay. Yeah, the Immaculate Reception. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport. Thank you, buddy. We said 16 Emmys before. It's 17. Wow. 17 Emmys in his house, in his possession, for stories that he has told in only a way that he can tell. Not only will he be covering the Field of Dreams game, and he's on the number one team for Fox NFL this upcoming Sunday with Burkhart and Greg Olson, he is also hosting an eight-part serialized podcast called Wesley, which sits at the intersection of sports and true crime, which is about the murder of Lyman Wesley Bostick Jr., who was an MLB player for the California Angels at the time and got murdered in the middle of the season in 1978 in Gary, Indiana. Of course. Come on. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. course. Larry Hall. Jeez. Nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, a man we all respect, a man we're all thankful is in the sports community, Tom Rinaldi. What's up, Tom? 
Hey, Pat, it's great to be with you. Thank you very much. I just have to tell who knew that Edwin Diaz would compel you this way? It is every game. It is narco. It is as a diehard, lifelong Mets fan. Let's go. We can we can make some room for you on the bandwagon. I'm in. Let's go. Don't I'm you in. Dare. Michael, I'm in. I hate the Yankees. Hell yeah. Yeah, the Yankees are a bunch of sellouts. No. Amen. Yeah, they they just buy everybody. You, you think D, they were calling him Ed Lose DS. Yeah. Then he goes to the Mets. He gets the trumpets uh-huh. playing. And he gets Ed win, win, win. No matter what, this guy's thirty-one and zero. Wow. Thirty-one and zero. He's unhittable. Jeez. Heck of a year. He's gonna. Win to Cy Young, that's my guy. Tom, (laughs) does every team do this in baseball? Does every team have a sick entrance for their closer? Because that thing was rehearsed. I mean, the timing of him hitting the outfield immediately upon the beat drop, and then the arms up basically as a warm-up, how you doing, keep it moving, and then following his power. Hey, he had a power trot, too, out there. And then the fans go, is that everybody in the league, or are the Mets the only people that are taking advantage of the situation that has been sitting there that was electrifying that I saw on the Internet? I'm so impressed with the McAfee backbench crew pulling Trevor Hoffman, Hell's Bell. Yeah, see? That's very Shout strong. Out. Shout that out. was That's one of the first guys to make it really shine and stand out. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that do it, but can you come in and throw 101 and strike out the side the way that Diaz is doing? You better live up to that kind of entrance for sure. Yeah, it was. you can't get bombed on. Let's dive into it. Tom, when you made the move to Fox, I think everybody was surprised because the stories we had heard you telling on ESPN, it felt like you were able to do and tell whatever you want. Fox has really expanded that. You're doing baseball. You're doing NFL. You're able to do whatever you want. You have a podcast going. Was this uh, the decision and why you decided to go to Fox? And this eight-part podcast sounds like it's going to be electrifying. Is is it true crime? Is it investigative journalists and sports? What is it here? I think you said it right, Pat. It is an intersection of the two, right? In, b- baseball has the longest history of any major sport in, in our country at 150 plus years at the pro level. And in that long history, a century and a half, there's only ever been one active player to be murdered during a season. And this didn't happen 100 years ago. It happened in 1978. Of course, Pat, I, I, wow. you, you know Indiana very, very well. So when you mentioned that it happened in Gary, you understand, right, that for such a long period of time, it was the murder capital of the United States. It's still a, it's still a city which is really violent. But the fact that this could happen and be largely forgotten, Pat, to a player with a career 311 batting average, the same average as Jackie Robinson, one of the highest paid players in the sport at the time, at the end of his fourth season, and hardly anybody remembers it is really astounding. Tom, why do you think that is? I know you always dive in and you such in-depth reporting, very emotional usually, but this is a story, like you said, that is a current player, a great player, and he gets murdered. Why, why have we not heard of this? I think it's a couple of things, AJ, to tell you the truth. One is it's pre-24-7 news cycle. It's a year before ESPN arrives on the scene. There isn't the saturation of media coverage and the proliferation of platforms that we have now. Two, a couple of things happened just in terms of the news that very week. The Pope died just a few days after Lyman Bostock was killed. A year later, Thurman Munson tragically dies in the plane crash. I think a series of things have really coalesced to obscure the legacy of this remarkable player and man off the field as well, guys. 
proliferation of platforms. I'll tell you what, you're good. Hey, you, you're, <laughs> yeah. your brain is good. Have you always been like this, Tom? Were you the storyteller of the group? Are you an author by trade? Why do you think you have this ability to take people on rides so much? I remember, I remember crying and laughing in numerous pieces that you pieced together and your voice was a part of. You're an incredible storyteller. Have you always been like this? And how did you fall into this uh, field, I guess, would be a great question. Pat, when we crossed paths, uh, the handful of times we were together on game day, I remember one of the first times I saw you in person and I said this to you. So whatever you want to say about the proliferation of platforms or anybody's uh, brain strength, we're all tying for third or fourth or fifth next to the McAfee empire. Oh, there's somebody stop. who crafted, I mean it, stop. there's somebody who knew how to find a lane which no one else had been in and build his own path. And that's a lot more impressive than someone who has to draft off others. Oh, Tom, I really appreciate that bullshit. Now let's get back to it. <laughs> no, I, I do appreciate that. How, how did you get into this? How did you become like the premier storyteller in sports? 17 Emmys is, I mean, that's hilarious to think about. That's more than what everybody yeah, is that yeah. more than everybody i don't even know like how did listen, you get listen listen so so a lot of those obviously are being parts of you know television's collaborative pat you know that from all the work that you do so some of that is from game day some of that is from the features we've done it's across a lot of different platforms nonetheless 17 of them <laughs> 17 uh, tom you're an geez. x factor in there let's let's go ahead and take some credit at some point jeez well, well, listen, let's just take this story, for example, right? The story of Lyman Bostock and, and his murder. I had the chance to tell the story on ESPN 14 years ago, but there was so much more about his life that we couldn't get into the television piece as well, Pat. And I'd love to get your take on this. When you get to the back end, now all, the, all eight episodes are available anywhere you get your podcast now to download. The later episodes revisit selfishly a moment of regret for me. I encountered the man that murdered Lyman in Gary 30 years after the killing. You can't make it up. He lived six blocks away on the same street from the intersection where he killed Lyman on a Saturday night in 1978. And when I encountered him, I botched it. I just didn't do the job that I should have done. And that's been a regret for mine. And that's part of what drew me back toward wanting to tell this again. The lesser part, but still an important part. I wanted people to know more about Lyman and his life and his legacy. But also I wanted to make a reckoning with how I blew it with this guy you know, 14 years ago. No spoilers, I don't want to give it away. Very, by the way, incredible of you. So you think that you could have helped this case, obviously, is that what you're saying here by saying you encountered mm -hmm. the guy? No, no. What I'm saying is the case gets adjudicated. It's many years afterward. But here, having told a story, having in some ways, Pat, be a proxy for the family, having invested an audience, listeners or viewers then in the story, and then having the chance probably for the only time in my life to have this short few minutes with this man, I just didn't ask him any of the questions I should have. Now, there are reasons for that, which we explore in the podcast. But ultimately, it was the only chance I ever had, and I just didn't do well with it at all.
Tom, you sound like a human. What's that all about? <laughs> 17 Emmys? What's that all about? Yeah, you know what I mean? The 17 mm -hmm. sports Emmys, you sound like you're a human still. That's wild to think about, especially with the conversations I've had with people in television that have much less success than you do. Why is that? Were you in team sports growing up, or are you just kind of a... a you know, a, a relaxed guy, a humble guy all the time. You stay out of the, like, why, why do you think you've remained a human through this? And why is that something that you've slept, you know, has showed up in your pillow conversations with yourself about that one interview 30 some years ago, you think? I, I think, Pat, more than anything else, I just have always loved stories. And I think it's, you know, it's part of what draws us to sport. Of course, we want to see what unfolds what happens in an unscripted forum when it's our guy, not our guy, our team, not our team. But what brings us to it and deepens it, I think, is people knowing Pat McAfee's journey, people knowing A.J. Hawk's journey, people knowing some of those moments so that you, so here's why, Pat, and this is part of the magic of sport, so that the individual who shares himself with the world invites his journey to be collective. Why else would you care so much if you don't have ducats on the line or cash? Why would you care so much about whether Rory wins a tournament, whether in an individual sport a guy knocks someone out or not? It's because the individual has become collective. And I think that happens through stories, and that's why I love telling them. Don't you think nowadays it's much better to learn about people than it was in the past because the networks had to pick and choose whose stories were told and how they were told? With social media now, what do you think that has done for what you just chatted about there? I think it's great for everybody, but obviously there are some people that hate players and hate athletes that are out there exposing their lives. Look at how compelling, Pat, the every appearance that you've had with Aaron has been. Why? Is it because you're doing a deeper dive on analytics? Is it because you're talking more about his masterful read of the A and B gap? Is it because it's none of that? It's the humanity that comes across from one guy to another guy. That's why that's become must listen. And the fact that he connects with you, obviously, there's a history there. We know that. But the fact that he connects with you in that way, Pat, the humanity of that, that's what draws people toward that content. I couldn't agree more. The more platforms, the more ways we can access these players, these teams, these coaches, the better. And, and I think people get to know their, their teams and their athletes and their coaches more because of it. Tom, I know um, back in the day, I believe, what, 2009, 2010, you were one of the first people or you were, the, you were the first person to interview Tiger Woods after his whole debacle and car wreck and everything. What was it like? That had to be a little bit different for you. What's it like leading up to that interview and then also being there and realizing, okay, here we go. What do I do? That's a lot of pressure to be the guy. You know what I mean? Like that interview. And did you chat before at all? Did you get any like pleasantries? Hey, how you doing? Like any of that? <laughs> well, I felt it with Aaron. Like, I think that's a bigger deal, not just that Tiger. Like there's a lot of pressure that you have to tell that story and ask the right questions, I think, all the time, right? A lot of people had told me, guys, that if you do the interview correctly, that he'll never speak to you again. And then he'll never speak to ESPN as an outlet again if the interview is done correctly. And I can tell you that I traded texts with Tiger on Father's Day. I've, oh. I continue to text with him to this day. Um, uh -huh. And pr prior to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> prior prior to the prior to the interview, I did have a, a couple of moments with him aside, not to let him know any of the questions, but essentially just to pass on to him, hey, listen, it was a very short interview. We were limited to five minutes, but we could ask anything we wanted. I just told him, listen, the questions are direct. Some of them are tough because what you're going through is tough. And 
whenever tomorrow comes for you, however you define success, you know, me and Diana and the kids, we want that for you. Tiger's been incredibly cordial and gracious with me, guys, from the beginning. I have no idea why. He's a world-class, world-class ball buster. He's got a quick wit. You'd love hanging with him. Um, you probably already have, Pat. You hang with the world. No, no, no. But, no, I, no. Just, but, but I just – he is just something that for whatever reason, he's been really gracious and cordial with me over time. And I'm grateful for it, obviously. Yeah, hell of a golfer. He was offered over $700 million to go join Liv, and <laughs> he didn't do that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's – I feel like – Everything we hear about Tiger will be like groundbreaking because mm. he was very guarded. So your interview, I do remember as you asked that question, I was thinking about it. Five minutes is not a lot of time. No. You make the most of it, though. You're fucking Palmer and all. Yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, go ahead, Ty. Tom, with all the stuff you've done in your career and all like the cool stories you've been able to tell, as an Iowan, uh, I know like how special the Field of Dreams is and everything. I know you have that game coming up. Where does that uh, kind of rank in like what you've done in your career? You know, a couple of the, the favorite stories or events I've had the chance to cover are Iowa-based, not to be pandering, just to be honest. One is Field of Dreams, which is later this week, the first time the game ended in an incredible walk-off. We had the chance to tell the story of Jeff Bannister, kind of like a modern-day Moonlight Graham, but also the Iowa Children's Hospital. And, Pat, I don't think you had been with game day yet at that point where we told the story of how the patients would gather outside the window, the birth of the wave, its origin, what it meant not only to the fans, but obviously what it meant to the pediatric patients who were overlooking uh, Kinnick Stadium. And just one of the things that makes college football great. Again, that has nothing to do with what's happening on the field. It has to do with the stories that inform what happens on the field, which is what we love. Yeah. That's crazy to think about all the things that you have brought into our life. Like that wave story just dropped in there. Yeah, game day, we got a chance uh-huh. to tell you about this thing that now has covered every single Iowa game, by yeah. the way. You're, you're, hey, you're a legend in this game, Tom. I hope you get a chance to look in the mirror every once in a while and say, I've done pretty good to the sports community and nobody hates me. Not even Tiger, who I yeah, put yeah. in an incredible spot. Are you in Michigan right now, by the way? What's going on? I, I, I am. We're doing, we're, uh, we're doing some interviews for Big Noon Kickoff for Fox. Uh, so we're, we're trying to get ahead a little bit on the feature slate. Tell some, you know, the, the kids are amazing. They have amazing stories. We're telling, uh, we will be telling one of the stories of Junior Colson, born in Haiti. Uh, about his adoption and his journey over to America, which is remarkable. But listen, before my time runs out, I, I just I have to say this: to be in Dallas, North Texas, if you will, and to go to my first WrestleMania, oh, and to see Pat McAfee leave his what you want to call it the table set up there and then climb into the ring and flash the athleticism that you did in that display i'm still kind of shit that's a story that needs to be told oh well if anybody's telling a story it's gonna be fucking tom rinaldi (laughs) that story will be told 10 15 years from now there's way too much me and i know the time is running up the field of dreams you know thing and then obviously big noon kickoff and then NFL Sunday. What else can you do in this podcast? Mm-hmm. Are you working now more than ever? And are you just loving everything that you're getting to do? And what more can we expect out of Tom Rinaldi right now with Fox? 
Well, you can throw in there the World Cup, something. Oh! Else. Oh! Hey, we're going to win yeah. that. Tom, we're going to win that. Going to cut her? <laughs> you believe, you're a believer. Oh, we're yeah, we're youngest. winning the soccer Lombardi. Absolutely, mm-hmm. we're bringing that home. Okay, we're the youngest team by far, average age 24. Oh, it's, our, it's our game forever. Oh. Yes. Let's, oh, go ahead, Tom. What else? <laughs> other stats that make me feel good. <laughs> Okay, we're we're 14th in the world right now. What, what do you think the highest we've ever been in the world has been? Pat, 12th. just take a guess. 12th. Right. Fourth. Oh, Tony wow. Mueller. What? Is that it's, what Tony Mueller and yeah. uh, Larry, uh, Alexi Lawless and Kobe Jones and the boys were up? Look at you! Look yeah. At yeah. yeah. 2006. Yeah, yeah so, we so we'll be doing... We'll be we'll be on the opposite sideline with the with the incomparable Aaron Andrews. We'll be with Burkhart and Olsen. Uh, every Sunday we'll be at Big Noon. We'll be doing that. We're doing Field of Dreams. It, it's been awesome. Listen, I love the time at ESPN, but Fox has been phenomenal. I had the opportunity to co-direct the All Madden doc, Pat, which we awesome. love. You know, the fact that Coach got to see it before he passed. This eight-episode podcast, which you know people have really enjoyed, was number one at one point in, in all of sports podcasts. You've been a fixture there in the Congrats. top ten and five and three. Oh, um, so it's just been a lot of different projects that have really energized. It's been awesome. Well, we appreciate the hell out of your time here. I thought I, I missed a beat there. I thought you, Aaron Andrews, Greg Olson, and Kevin Burkhardt <laughs> yeah. were covering the World Cup. Me too. Yeah. I, I thought that was happening, but instead you're going into everything you're doing. We can't wait to watch you this fall. Uh, we can't wait to watch us win the soccer Lombardi, and thank you for everything. We're going to listen to this podcast and see if we can maybe make the world a little bit yeah. better place like you have done. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Appreciate you, Pat. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom and Audie. Yeah, Tom Hey, that's sports royalty there. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. That's sports royalty. He's a royalty. pro. Yeah, I'd say. And everybody likes him. He's got good pipes. Like he, when he does voiceovers for his things, like it's impactful. CFO Phil texted in the middle of that and said, uh, really feels like Tom Rinaldi needs to do the voiceover for the opening for the McAfee guest. Oh. I'll set the tone, though. I mean, we're about to ruin everything that's professional right now. Yeah. Hey, this McAfee cast should be a lot of fun. AJ? Yeah. I mean, think, I think anything where we – Watch games together could be fun. Mm-hmm. Have you done any right? brainstorming or you're doing that cult event? Have I done any what? Brainstorming? I'm always brainstorming. What do you mean? Yeah, me too. We're of brainstorming. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. Uh-huh. Got Hell yeah. I got a block, B box, C box, everything. Well, it's first quarter, second quarter. Right. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Jeez. Wake up, you block clown. No need to call him yep. clown. I mean, he's been brainstorming. This no, yeah, he he's lying. He's full of shit. <laughs> there was an article written in the uh, New York Post about it, AJ. No big deal. New York Post doing uh, yeah. whoops. Yeah. No big deal, whoops. right? I mean, you tell me. And it was, I guess it was supposed to be about, it was behind a paywall, so there's no way I'm going to read it. Oh, you got to be shit. <laughs> what? There's no way I'm going to read it. New York Post has a paywall. I guess. I don't know. This particular Do one. Do a lot of people pay? Like, okay, here we go. Y'all pay two ninety nine a month for it. Well, yeah. To be clear, I respect the person asking me questions, Andrew Marshawn. I do. I just put my full quote out as a tweet right below the thing, so you don't have to. I go. saw that. Okay, that's where it's from. I saw that. Yeah, that was my answer to his question mm-hmm. because it was an email thing, and I got respect from Marshawn. By the way, he does a lot of great work around the media coverage and everything like that. So when he reached out to me to ask me a couple questions, I normally never answer ever to anybody because I have, you know, zero faith in most reporters that they're going to say whatever they want to say anyways, no matter what I. 
I have to say. I mean, I talked to a guy for like an hour and 10 minutes and then he wrote four lines yeah. and it was <laughs> the most basic lines of all time. And that was probably the last time that I'll ever spend any time yeah. with any reporter. But yeah, the, uh, the, the whole thing was basically about Peyton Manning putting this together and having closing power for people making deals with Omaha. So like he basically asked me, you know, if I was still in conversations with anybody else, and also, yeah, you still talking to Amazon for Thursday Night Football? I know ESPN wanted you for game day. I've heard it was unlikely for a while, but wanted to see how interested you were. How much did Peyton have to do with closing the deal? So everybody just assumed that I was talking to Amazon. It was about Thursday Night Football. Uh-huh. I'm not 100% sure if that's what we were talking about, by the way. For So just to put maybe that particular narrative to bed. I was never really approached for anything for Thursday Night Football. No. That was never anything. But this was my answer, AJ. I have massive respect for the folks at ESPN and Amazon. True. Everybody that I negotiated with, uh, I have massive respect for. And I think they're just trying to do what they got to do in the ways that they know how to do it. I've had great conversations with both companies. We just weren't able to get to a point where the ask in the business were where it needed to be to get a deal done on both fronts, AJ. My daily show is my number one focus. We have a really cool group of fans and sponsors. So anything that would take energy and time away from that has to make sense. I think that all makes sense. Yep, Mm -hmm, definitely. Energy, time, anything away from this show, this operation, this crew. We got families being built. We got houses being bought. We got 12 employees here we had a lot going on so this is my number one focus and it should remain as such because you know i have a brain and also i care a lot about this operation Mm -hmm. i love it actually um we have a really cool group i'm very proud of what aj hawk my guys and i have been able to accomplish with the help of so many folks that have come on our show and made us better so obviously the guests make this show much better but i'm very proud of you guys i'm proud of you i'm proud of you aj you hear me it's a great answer I wouldn't necessarily rule out a potential future deal with Amazon or with ESPN for game day or any of the other networks I've conversated with. Peyton played a huge role in this whole thing. I have gotten to the point where I pretty much know exactly how the conversations with sports media execs are going to go. Kind of got a little petty here, but it's real. They're going to know that I have a following, but have no idea why. They normally talk to me like I'm some dumbass, which I am for sure, but I receive little to no respect from the current class of decision makers at most sports networks. So when I was approached with the idea from the fine folks at Omaha and told that I'd be dealing directly with Omaha and also we'd have all the power to create it however we want it to be, I couldn't help Paywall. Next. Next. But feel incredibly honored that a man like Peyton, who knows me really well, wanted my brain and my people on his platform. The Mannings have always treated me incredibly well, and this is another example of that. We're going to try our best to make some legendary content for them as a thank you. Hell yeah. So the headline, though, at some point said, legendary content. (laughs) You know, like in this whole thing, like Mm -hmm. more on the Amazon conversation. And like, I understand they got a job to do as well. I just wanted everybody to know, like, we have had conversations with ESPN about college game day. I don't think... Those are over necessarily forever, but at the moment, whatever was offered was not. I couldn't do it. That it would make no no sense, business, personal, anything to do it. Although I love the people over there, and I respect the thought that they even and appreciate the thought that they even asked me. Amazon was a conversation, not with the Thursday Night Football people. There's other network conversations that are currently happening and have happened. So not ruling out any of those deals, but getting to work with Omaha and them saying like, "Hey, however you want this to do, let's do it," is so fucking awesome, and I'm so appreciative of it, AJ Hawk. I, that's why I thought your answer was cool. You gave it. it it's basically giving a lot of credit to Peyton and Eli and what they built at Omaha Productions too. Like, hey, these guys have a lot of power, and I think it's pretty cool, man. Like how it all came together and 
the fact that you put that out there, that's good because a lot of people probably said the same thing. Was that that was past the paywall? Your answer was? Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I just put it right underneath. Like, just. Yeah. So I'm saying, unless we read your tweet, we would have to pay to see that. Yes, exactly. And the gotcha. only people that really want to pay to see that are our fans. So true. Yeah. I don't need our people to feel obligated to go. Yeah, right. Huh. <laughs> Get right there. I don't want our people to feel obligated to pay the post unless you want to, and they can do great work over there. I just thought, like, I very rarely talk about any of the business stuff we got going on. Very rarely on the show, because who gives a fuck? But if there's going to be an article and they're telling people you got to pay to hear it, I might as well let everybody know exactly how I feel and exactly how it's going. We're very thankful and excited for the McAfee cast. We have no idea how it's going to go. That'll get figured out, I assume, in a similar fashion as we figure out everything, which is very in-depth and yeah, diligent, uh, planning. diligent planning and right. everything like that. Uh, but we have had conversations other places. It just hasn't worked out yet, but not saying it won't happen in the future. Or and like being able to see what they've already done with like the Manning cast is, like this past year is also kind of sweet, too, because you understand what the layout kind of is. I think my favorite thing about it all is and this is going to go probably against me as a human, like that line about getting little to no respect from TV execs is so real. Like I'll get approached with something and then I'll give like a, like, ah, I don't know if that really works for me, but maybe if we do this, okay, we'll think about it. And then the next conversation, like what I said is not even, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, yeah. it, it's not, they're, even, not, they're not listening. Yeah. It's not even yeah. like, it's not even listening. I think my favorite part, and this is going to sound so hilarious, narcissistic, but it's real. Like my favorite part is that as soon as they came to me, they're like, Hey, listen, we want you to do whatever the fuck you want to do with this. However you feel we have respect and appreciation of how, what you'll come up with. We just kind of want to help out. And that's why I'm so thankful, you know, for Peyton doing it. Like Peyton, you know, is, I think pretty hands-on over there. I'm pretty sure pretty mm -hmm. hands-on over there. They got a lot of people, a good team. But like the conversation they had to have to present it to me was like, we should just tell them whatever the fuck he wants to do, right? right? It's like, yes. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. That never happens. Now, I like working with people that are intelligent. I like learn. I, I am somebody who listens to other people's ideas. I am okay with whatever the best answer is. Let's go with that and make it as good as possible. I like the collaborative effort. But if you're just going to talk to me like I'm an idiot and my thing is... Like there's zero chance we're gonna work together. Like I, I ain't about it. And uh, that's the current class almost. It feels like at most networks, not all. And so whenever they get, you know, kind of knocked out, yeah. I think that'll be a good news for the future. Yeah, well, and we, we all appreciate it because obviously, if you weren't giving them that answer and you said like, "Yeah, sounds good," like we'd be the first piece getting cut. You know, all of us, <laughs> like, I, those dipshits aren't going to be on with you. So. Hey, you guys sure. are on. We're on. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know how we're going to be on, but we're going to be on. And I thank you, Marshawn, Andrew Marshawn, for, you know, interest and talking about our life, my life, our decisions. I appreciate it. And I, um, you know, I look forward to the future, AJ. But this is number one focus. And if I'm talking to somebody and it appears if they don't know about the show or care about the show, it's like, all right, well, this thing's over. Mm -hmm. I don't care how, whatever. Well, we think you'll travel, you know, Tuesday, then you get back Thursday or whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. It's like, oh. you know. I have, how uh, pissed do you get right away? I so, so mad, so mad, so mad, so, so mad. I'm like, you this motherfucker. Like, I know the show stinks, but we're beating your network shit every day. Yeah. Every day I'm beating your network shit, and you're talking to me like that. Like, that is, I get very, I get, I very, get it. I get upset. I get offended, yeah, AJ. Right I, I get like genuinely offended and then i don't necessarily know how to handle all those conversations in the diplomatic way that i assume other people do but i'm just like all right we'll talk next year I, I literally just, all right we'll talk next year dude i'll see you later and then they have i appreciate everybody's interest but also there's a lot of dipshits out there 
And the more you see behind the curtain at more professions, everybody else should be inspired right now that you can run a big operation. Because once you start meeting and seeing the things that are going on, you're like, oh, these people are fucking dumb. No, no. And that's basically a lot of places. So keep going. You know, there's a Steve Jobs quote about as you're grown up, you're told like what life is. And you're basically just supposed to live within the confined box and do this. Don't get a job, go to school, get a job, make a family. You're supposed to live in like these kind of uh, borders or whatever, you know? And then he said, life changes drastically once you realize that the people that built this world around you are no smarter than you are. Because I think, especially with where I'm from, and where probably a lot of people that listen to this are from, you just assume like these super geniuses are the ones that have done everything. You have a lot of trust and faith in people that are in positions of power. Oh, they're, they wouldn't get that job if they weren't blah, blah, blah. You're, that's not the case. There are idiots fucking everywhere. 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 At in the, every single profession, everywhere in the, on the planet, really. At the highest level. The highest level. So feel very inspired that you can go on and do some stuff. That's how I reacted as it started happening. But my initial reaction was so... You, f this fucking, this, a lot of that from me. And then you, I turned it into inspiration. Like, all right, well, if that doofus has done that, boom, 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 I'll be able to go. And that has been, you know, our entire journey here into the digital media space. Not everybody, not every executive, but most are the dumbest and they're ruining a genre of television and they don't even know it. And they're trying to tell me what to do. Okay, that is not the case. That is not how this is gonna go. Especially when you have a show that it's like, hey, I, I got the blueprint right here. Like it has worked pretty well. I actually do know, I do know what I'm doing. Well, I don't, but also it's I know you so don't. I know you yeah. don't. So there's been a couple, oh, these are awesome. I'm happy we're diving into this. <laughs> there's been a couple people that I've like said something in a call and then there was obviously a counter because they didn't think of the idea, so they don't like it. They have to sit on it. We'll circle back to this thing. And then the next conversation, by the way, you know, they're not about it. I pull up, you know, like five, six shows that they thought of that they created and just do like. So whenever we were, you were piecing together, you know, this zero people watching show mm -hmm. and then this, you know, that's when I get real. I get real. How do they respond to that? Oh, there's always, well, we thought, we thought, which is, uh, you know, there's always a pivot of some sort. I'm like, oh, yeah. All right, just well, pay not, attention. We'll if they were, like, don't you think if they just paid attention and had some awareness, they'd be fine? Even if they present anything to you, but, okay, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess if they understood at all, if they just watched four minutes of this show, they would understand how to approach you. <laughs> I don't well, know. I, mean, they, I don't know if that's the case. They either. get it now, though, right? Because they're just telling people, hey, do the McAfee thing. Well, that's yeah. why I get so. so pissed off whenever I hear this, because I'm, t you know, like... <laughs> Kyle Brandt's like, every meeting I go to, they say, you can be like Pat McAfee. Oh. It's like, every meeting you go to are executives that basically told me to fuck off whenever I stop. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I am, it, that was a little, love Kyle Brandt. Fucking do. Yeah. I actually legitimately love Kyle Brandt. Similar personalities, you know, and the fact that he's having success, I'm very, very happy for. But whenever he said that, I'm like, oh, that's interesting, because every call I have with him, they're like, don't be Pat McAfee. It's like, <laughs> ah, that's interesting. Let's, um, I'm very lucky, though. To be with the team that I'm with, um, I very much understand that none of it happens without all you motherfuckers. Uh, the people that watch this show and listen to this show, you are the greatest humans of all time. And uh, we ain't never leaving. Nope. We ain't never leaving. We ain't never changing. And uh, we're just going to This is fun, man. Honestly, like I know we'd mess around. Like I love it. I have a great time on here. So I just, oh, yeah. you should know that. Hey, me, I appreciate, hey, I have a good time too, man. Yeah. And we have a good time that you're on. You make us have a good time, AJ. Oh yeah, ain't that right? Whenever I'm Connor's just saying, people, you think sometimes with my ad or how I how my delivery is. Sometimes you think, hey, I may not enjoy it or whatever, but no, I have a great time. Thirty-seven thousand people watching. Right? What are you doing? <laughs> We're gonna go to a break so that you guys can go find <laughs> something else to here. do. But yeah, that's just a little update on where we are.
And um, exciting times. It is. There's other networks also in the conversation. Hmm. Well, and you also too have always from the get go said like, hey, this this show will stay free. Like it's yes. not like anything like that. It will ever change. Yes, true. There's no reason anybody should pay to watch it. No, exactly. No paywalls. You know what I mean? Jeez, a lot of very real conversations today. It's because you know, football is about to be full speed ahead. Yeah, That's right. damn right. So Starting close. on Thursday, we got a whole thing to do. I got like three games on Thursday, not just one. Oh, it's going to be regionally shown too. So yeah. Thursday, Friday. What? When are they playing? Thursday, Thursday Friday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. What? I thought there was two games. I think there's two on Thursday. I could be wrong though. I don't know. Well, you you're the one that told us. I said like I said there's like three games on, on uh, two Thursday. Two is like three, but three is a serial killer. Two is not. So Boom. two is not that like two three. on Thursday, five on Friday, Boom. bunch on Saturday. There's three more on. There's five total by the time you reach like eight o'clock on Friday. Boom, knew it. This show sucks. Dude. You hear me? So does DirecTV still have it for this season? Sound like it. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of uh, ads on the internet mm-hmm. that DirecTV still has Sunday tickets. So this entire year, I guess the negotiation between whichever digital platform is going to get it the following year just take place. Two and a half billion a year for that. Yeah. Holy shit. Just for that. That's one entity. That's a man. That's a big deal too for one of these like digital platforms to get it because obviously that drives a lot of traffic. To all the NFL games. I mean, what Fox actually said, we're going all in on the NFL, and that's kind of how the network was created. We watched that in the Madden doc that Tom Rinaldi was a part of. Mm-hmm. Shanks and them are still there today. Went all in on Madden and went all in on the NFL, and that's pretty much what built Fox, if I do recall, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering Tom Rinaldi's story well. Enough. Well, is there still a chance that the NFL just says like, yeah, we could take one of these bids, but there's also if we put them all in NFL Plus, like this will be the biggest app. That would be their negotiation. That would be their leverage against. Okay, to drive up the. Not only drive up the price, but also we can do this ourselves. Yeah. So there is. The NFL has all the leverage. We're the only ones that kill ratings. Everybody else is going down. We're either staying the same or going up on every single game, including a preseason game that had 5.7 million viewers or something yep. like that. 5.7. I mean, that Hall of Fame game. Does the, the NFL needs to find a way to just continue to grow? Because you would imagine at some point it's got to regress, right? But not if they're continue to expand where they're playing and where the audience is. Like they're just they continue to go. Well, it's only going to continue to go because the game is so goddamn good. I mean, they had what five hundred thousand people in Germany waiting to get tickets the first day yeah. they announced them thirty thousand dollar tickets because right the games mean something. I mean, that's why there's there's seventeen regular season games. They all mean a lot. Like that's why. And the sport is good to watch. Yeah, it's fun to watch people run into each other. You're right. Everybody kind of has, and people have been doing that. We always say, people have been watching this type of stuff literally since the beginning of time. The gladiator days, <laughs> people used to go down and watch people fight and try yep. not to die. Football is basically that without the death factor in there, so you don't even have the guilt of watching <laughs> somebody die. Now, granted, down the road they might with how the old rules were, but there's high-speed contact. There's a lot of community, too. Our city versus that city mm-hmm. is naturally built in, and the way the game has evolved is become much more electrifying as the years go on more points now that sports gambling is becoming legalized yep. everywhere i mean it's only gonna you know what i mean skyrocket it's gonna that's gonna yeah you're right yes. it's and there's more and more superstars that come in from day one that seem like they can step into a lineup and make plays and the nfl plus idea is just brilliant it's like we'll just keep it all to so ourselves what exactly is that I think it's what ten bucks a month. How much is it a month? Uh, yeah, there's, there's is it the, only on a tablet or phone though yes yeah it's the regular one and then the premium one yeah but every smart tv too i'd assume yeah, you'd think. Yeah, smart TVs, tablets, phones. Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't know. 
I, I know you can watch out of market preseason games. So like I'm a Steelers fan. I live in Indianapolis. I can watch all the Steelers preseason games. Can't wait for that. Um, all 22s on there too. I yeah. will watch all of them. Sound effects. Um, and then regular season, you can listen to all of them. So I don't. Oh, shoot. we won't be able to watch them on there. No, 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 no. As, as live in as market of right now. Yeah. Yeah, you can watch live in market. So say you're in Indianapolis and you're on your phone, you can watch VPN Colts games. If I'm from Indianapolis and I'm out of town, can I watch Colts on my phone? I think it's wherever you're at. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's where you would have to watch the games that are on TV in that location. Yeah, so the NFL is just only going to build up this NFL Plus for leverage. It yeah. sounds like that's what it feels like. I might be wrong. It sounds like there's social media accounts all going into one app. Yeah, I guess would they can the NFL technically do that where they're like, "Hey, no, we're not we're not going to have uh, DirecTV. We're going to do it all now. Yeah, the contract's up, so it's not. Yeah, a, but like, does the PA have anything against them? Like, no, you have to go with the highest bidder. No, because then that would. Yeah, you're right. I guess because the transparency would have to be there for NFL Plus. How much money is being made off the subscriptions from each individual user, as opposed to the overall amount being negotiated? Interesting. Interesting. And also, GMs and salary cap folks would want to wonder, hey, how's that subscription service going? Are, yeah, we, yeah, are yeah. we in a good spot? What's, what's the salary cap going to be at this year? Because we don't exactly know what the deal is with you know, our broadcasting partner. Yeah, but Apple or somebody's going to come in. For sure. Yeah, well, it wasn't, for sure. That, they just why wouldn't, shit out money. Why wouldn't Bezos, from the top of his rocket ship, up in the zero gravity era, just literally take his pants down, take a shit, and wipe his ass with $3 billion, mm -hmm. and then throw it at the NFL and say, I got Sunday ticket on Amazon. Well, it hasn't that been basically, like, I mean, it's kind of been tongue-in-cheek, and they haven't confirmed it, but that's like what the Thursday night football thing is, right? It's like, hey, we're going to get a little taste, and then after that, we're probably going to fucking throw a lot more money. Prove that it. we can do it. Well, it's somebody that is that has been around the NFL and Connor, hold on one second, I'll get to you. I, I know you have something great to hear and I can't, or say and I can't <laughs> no. wait to say. There's like an old adage around the NFL business side that basically says nobody gets into business with the NFL and then wants out of it, right? They feel that good about their property, about their ratings, about their influence, about everything. Now, I don't know if that's true for every company. This person worked for the NFL and told me that, so, you know, take it as what you... Have, DirecTV just can't, they're not good enough or can't what? Can't keep up. Think? Can't keep yeah. up. There's no way. They say they lose. satellites money. are old school now. Like the, the dish, there's too many problems with the dish. Satellite. 18 years ago today. Don't That's forget right. about it. But Connor, what were you going to say? Well, now don't all the networks, there's no games that are locked in after this year. That every AFC single, or NFC. Yeah. yeah, every single game is up. So like uh, Amazon could theoretically put a lot of those games not just on Thursday night. They could also put them on during the I, weekend. I wonder like, if Amazon is a part of that. Because I thought that was CBS, Fox, NBC. NBC can flex for Sunday Night yes. Football after a week what? What week is that? 10? Something like that. Week 10 or whatever, they can flex on Sunday Night Football. And then Fox and CBS allegedly will be able to bid on each game each week, not just Fox, NFC, CBS, a a AFC, which Nailed is it. insane. So much money. NBC weeks 11 to 18 can be flexed. Pretty good, I mean. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Nuance, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Can Monday oh, actually, Night Football? Was that a new thing, too? Actually, 11 to 18. Additionally, in weeks 5 to 10, Oh, flexible, flexible scheduling may be used in no more than two weeks. Oh, so the, yeah, everything's able to be bought now. Yeah. This is the NFL's like, yeah, we're signing contracts, but also, hey, we can How take money a little bit bring? more. You want to kind of tip here? You know what I mean? Tip the corner. I'll be, and this is all because Tom Brady went to the NFC. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, and it might be because the AFC 
is so loaded and the NFC only has like four top dogs. Yeah. So Fox goes, yeah, what's the deal with the way the teams are shaping up? We would like to be able to maybe get an AFC game on a regular basis. And the NFL said, you know what? You're right. How about this? You guys each week can fucking bid on games. Yeah. Good luck. Wouldn't that be awesome? Salary cap is what? Just in flux all year? Like, hey, here's yeah. where the... It's bottom <laughs> is this. But if two teams get hot and they have a chance to run into each other week 12, week 13, there's a chance the salary cap bumps up another $100 million or so. <laughs> That's wild to think how they will handle it all. But nonetheless, it is a money train directly in to the NFL station every single year for the foreseeable future. Well, Brady posted it right after the CBA because you guys were talking about uh, like money being reported so that the NFLPM players know. But didn't they sign the NFLPA? And then the next day, the deal got announced. And then that's when Brady posted on his uh, Instagram story like, NFL players are ignorant. We all need to wake up and like realize what the hell is happening before we sign this shit. I don't remember the exacts on how or why. But what he said wasn't just about uh, all NFL players, but most deals that the NFLPA makes. Don't you think, AJ? I mean, a lot of those deals, incredibly short side. They've done a lot for the game. They've done a lot for the players. I understand and I respect and appreciate that. Now, it's 2022. It's the biggest league on earth. How much shit would they be able to get away with with not providing players that the NFLPA negotiated? I mean, I guess that's also short-sighted for me to think about as opposed to what had happened in the past when guys had other jobs and no health care and everything, which is still an ongoing problem. But I don't think the NFLPA has made necessarily the greatest business decisions, but they have no leverage. You're going against literally 30 billionaires' lawyers who are just going to you know, they can do it every single day if they want. So it's not just a salary cap, pal. It's no, fucking yeah. every decision that's yeah. made over there. There was a – I'm not even getting into it. What? Do you remember the deferral of two years for player performance bonuses? Oh, yeah. War chest. Yeah, and the guys that need those player performances, by the way, are getting player performances because their contracts are shit, and then you're, yeah. you're pushing their money off for two years. That'll help. Yeah, okay. You're fucking over the guys. What you're yeah, doing. I hope you be in the league in two years, bud. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that decision was made, and as soon as I heard it, I go, I'm not signed up for the NFLPA anymore. <laughs> Those people will not speak for the decisions that I would make if I was a business person. But also, I didn't go on and be a rep and make it better, so I'm kind of a fucking hypocrite. I get it. I get it. Who has enough time in a goddamn day? Tom Rinaldi. <laughs> Dude. Guy's Madden, doing everything. Madden Doc. Number one NFL team. Big noon kickoff with your brother-in-law, right? Brady and Urban Meyer on that? I don't know about Urban, but Brady is. Well, we should have asked him. We should have. We should have, yeah. As soon as he said big noon kickoff, I thought it just signs. Uh-huh. <laughs> we should have asked him. Good he luck, definitely should have asked him about I thought, that. But I did, Tom Rinaldi doesn't deserve that. No, right. Tom Rinaldi doesn't deserve that. Those signs popping through a sign and then moving back and forth <laughs> oh, like a God. windshield wiper and then coming back down. and then up. College kids got time. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Just putting it out there, putting the template out there. What's that? Oh, coming in from the side of the sign? And then maybe oh. as Urban Meyer's talking, he put it up on a thing, so it's right next to his face almost. Yes. You know what I mean? Like well, the little slit in the paper so you can actually have the yeah. figures go yeah. in yeah, and come yeah. out. Right yeah. next to his face if you hold it up at the proper angle. What's the angle? Like right here. <laughs> Just right engineering here. majors, you know, putting stuff together for weeks before they come to town. There's no way they're taking that show on the road and expecting Urban Meyer oh, to be there. And no. Every week up. it's on the road, I think. <laughs> you, it sounds like you know. Maybe pre-take segments from like a soundstage for Urban. Yeah. Let's send it back to Urban in the studio. Yeah, exactly. Way Urban well. Meyer in the studio breaking down the film. <laughs> right. Has the whistle around with the suit. Mm-hmm. And he goes, that's what I think, guys. Send it back to you. And he get back and there's like two signs. It goes, where's Urban and his finger gun? <laughs> uh-huh. And he's back in the studio. Maybe that is the move. Well, while they're on air, he's got his, obviously his headphones in so he can't hear anything from the crowd. And then once they go to break, 
like Drew Brees' baby was wearing. They put the big earmuffs on him during break so he can't hear the crowd at all. I think what we're talking about is the visuals. Yeah, you put a blindfold on him too? Yeah, yeah. He's, got, he's always got his blinders on. Urban, he doesn't. That's the problem. Urban has never had Wild. blinders on yeah. in his no, life. From he's been like this the entire time. Right. How oh, I can stay home with the grandbabies? Yeah, I'm not yeah. fine. Uh-huh. We're the co-heads in No, from criticism, here. he has always had his blinders on. Well, like, I think I think a lot of I think a lot of networks had their blinders on for the criticism of Urban Meyer for a long time. It does sound. All right. Uh, we let's get the let's get to some phone calls here. More phone calls. There could be a sign of him kicking Lambeau too. What's that? It, Urban Josh Lambeau. Yeah, he's suing him. How's, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Is that, is that ongoing still? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want? Is he trying to get like a his full year salary? Well, I mean, it didn't make kick after a guy bruised his hamstring with a fuck. They had some struggles kicking this year too with the Jags, didn't they? Well, and in yeah, camp, right. somebody hit a coach in the head early. Yeah. That guy's probably they not cut, making the kick. I think they cut his ass. Gotta like be aware. Forty minutes later, first day of training camp, you're a rookie kicker. It's going to be tough to just hit a coach in the head and then the back of an offensive line and continue to have a job. But he'll get back out there. He'll get better. He'll mm-hmm. kind of go through it yeah. all. What happened to that kid that had the game winner in London against the Dolphins? Bryant oh, was it? Matt Bryant? No, it was. Um, uh, the guy who was Matt on the Bryant, Falcons guy? I don't know, man. For 30 years? Uh, I forget. The kicker thing is so interesting because if you don't get hot, you get hot, you're on a team, you get cold, you're gone. doesn't matter. If you're older, they'll give you a couple more weeks of being cold. But if you're young and you're like brand new to a team and you're hot, everybody loves you, one, two weeks. Two, you do two bad weeks in a row, fucking see you later, back into the workouts. You'll go to some other team that had to kick or do the same exact thing for them. And then you're on that. As long as you're hot, we're keeping you around. And then if you get cold for a couple of weeks, well, sorry about it, back in there. And there's just you just hope you catch on and get hot for like a year or two, get a contract and move on. That's why I always get so happy for guys that get paid. Well, that's Hopkins at football team last year, and then he went to the Chargers and like crushed it for him. Yes, Hopkins is with the Washington football team. I think he was also with the original name. Yeah, yeah, he was with yeah, them yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he got hot for a long time, had a big leg. Then he had a couple downs, but he'd been around for a little bit, so it bought him in a little extra time. And then they get rid of him. Then he goes to Chargers, and Chargers are like, thank God, we got a kicker <laughs> yeah. now. And they, they, like, you get welcomed like a hero in your new city. You make a kick after – it doesn't matter what you did beforehand. does not matter what you did before. Now, going back to that city might be tough, but at your new home, if they had a bad kicker beforehand, which is why you're probably there, and you make a big one, <laughs> you are loved. Mm-hmm. That next week, though, yeah. you miss a big one. Guess what? We're looking for you from last week, whoever the fuck that is with another workout. It is a never-ending yeah. carousel like this. That kid missed. Think about it. You, you could be the hero one week. Then next week, you miss a couple kicks, and they're probably going to ask that kicker, hey, come in. I need you to hold for our Tuesday. Our, we have some Tuesday workouts coming in. We're getting six kickers in here to try to replace you, and they're going to make the current guy hold for it. Yeah, hey, why don't you just go ahead and watch what we're thinking about doing. You see all <laughs> these guys kick basically the same ball as you. The only difference is – you missed kicks last week <laughs> for us. These guys did not. So something to think about as you walk on that field next week. Miss kick, you're gone. That's kind of the business. But you get paid very well to do so. And that's why whenever you see guys last a long time like this son of a bitch, mm-hmm. Adam Vinatieri on two different teams and Tucker and Boswell in Pittsburgh, especially after the year he had, he had a bad year. I thought he was going to go south. He got over that somehow. He's got a job. But- he had, I think he built up a little bit of leeway those first two years or whatever. That allowed him to have that one, and then he was back. He's been back ever since. I'm very thankful that I did not get drafted to be a kicker in the NFL, by the way. You can't just – I think – I would never want – yeah, I say it all the time. I would never want my kid being a kicker. Like, punter, you're four shanks away from being cut. 
four consecutive shanks away from being cut at any time. You shouldn't have four. As a professional, you shouldn't have four in a row, though. Agreed. Which is why you're four shanks away from being cut at any time. You know, like, because mm -hmm. everybody watching goes, all right, our fucking guy can't hit a ball. We need to get somebody else in here. Uh, bring in one of those big-ass Aussies. Bring in a couple of these guys. Let's see who can do it and see who can last. But that whole kicker thing where everybody knows it's a shank publicly, like punting, there's a lot of guys that have gotten away with big punts and celebrated that have been mishits that rolled a long, long way. And then there's some guys that hit the ball to the wrong side of the field, which becomes a touchdown, but it was hit far, and nobody knows, like, oh, that's definitely the fucking punter's fault there. So it's a little bit more anonymity on blame in the punt game. Kickers, they know. Boom. You didn't do it. You did not do mm -hmm. your job right. We will boo you the fuck out of this time. I forgot. So Boz had three good years, 90s, uh, and then it, it was 65. Yeah. And then it was three years of a lot of built up trust. 93, 95, 95 cents. Tomlin had to be percentage. very, very, hey, we're trying, boss. We are fucking trying. Mm -hmm. You are making our job very difficult to keep you. We like you as a person. We enjoy your personality. You were great for us for three years, but goddamn, make a kick is what Tomlin is saying to boss literally every single day. Well, and I think it was you who used to joke about it. Like, I bet Tomlin in practice yeah. is like, hey, you know, love you, but like, I'll fucking call Janikowski tomorrow right now. if you don't get it, yeah, get it together. Boswell told me that whenever we were boozing one night um, in Pittsburgh. It was great to see him. He was dressed very good, too. You remember he had good swag. His aura was good. It was the offseason. We just so happened to be at the same bar he was at, which just so happened to be the same bar that Todd Haley broke his hip at, yeah. getting in a fight a couple months before that. But we were having a beer or whatever, and I'm like, what's Tomlin like? It's the first time I ever really got to chat with him. He's like, man, I'll miss a kick. And uh, Tom will come up to me and be like, hey, I love you, boys, but fucking Janikowski is probably cheaper and available. <laughs> Just like talking shit to him, you know, and I think it's Tomlin's relationship with Boz is like that. But that's a re that's a reality, too. And Tomlin speaks in realities. He has a lot of respect for lightning. So they, they moved practice today. That was, and that's a big deal because it was Friday Night Lights where they go to Latrobe, the uh, local high school stadium, and it's a whole, it's a big deal every single year. And they moved that practice on Friday night. They're doing it tonight though, so they moved it because they respect Lightning. Yeah. Is what Tom, we yeah. respect, we have respect for Lightning around here. So that's probably a good thing to to have. Yeah. I heard stories about players that have old ass coaches, and they just act like you know they see Lightning off in the distance at the same time. Yeah. And the coach just goes, where? where? And then everybody has a countdown, like, hey, when the period clock hits a minute 37 left, like, everybody's looking right, you know? Guys have gotten out of practice. Damn. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, 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 oh. And then everybody just, like, slowly starts jogging off the field. And everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> and by the time everybody has corralled that there was no lightning, Sorry, we're too far gone. Let's get into the meetings now. Let's yeah. get out of here. Genius. It is genius. It's beautiful. Yeah. Lightning is the thing that ends everything, right? Every sport. There's sports uh -huh. that go through rain. There's sports that are like, oh, we don't need perfect, pristine conditions, whatever. Lightning is the ultimate equalizer. Everybody gets off the fucking field as soon as lightning comes. And do we have any idea who controls, how controls, or where lightning's going ever? I, I know like no. three people died last week outside of the White House because they got struck by lightning. Really? What? Yeah. Three people? Three? Yeah. yeah. See, that's in what the I'm last saying. ten years, we got to get lightning no. under control. Last no, we hidden. Do we not? Get, are we not at the time where we can get fucking lightning under control? I'm not. Are you scared of lightning? So like, I, do you I, feel like, hey, I might get struck? I had a teammate, rest in peace, in college. He got struck twice. He didn't die from getting struck by lightning, but his skin was definitely, oh yeah, like burnt. It was different in lightning that. Lightning two two separate occasions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's people who get struck by lightning. They have like legitimate scars from their like neck or head all the way down to their feet. 
300 people a year get struck by lightning, I was just told by Zito on planet Earth. But, hmm. oh, that was in the United States. That's not on planet Earth. It's just wow. in the United States. I don't know how lightning is everywhere else. That is like only rule we know. Oh, yeah. Mouth guards protect from concussions. Yep. Mm -hmm. That was a lie. Mm -hmm. Turns out that was a lie. Bullshit. Right. And then the second rule is if lightning is around, get off the field. Every sport knows that. Yeah. Are we taking it? Do we have too much respect? We should take. Yeah, I do. Uh -huh, we should I mean, take a couple years of that. We should do a couple years where we don't delay games for lightning. Like I, my oh. daughter's soccer game yesterday, 30 minute delay because of lightning. We had to wait 30 minutes, all that whole deal. What if we just played and said, all right, let's see what the numbers look like after two years. Well, numbers are a fickle thing, AJ. <laughs> you know, because if one, if your daughter gets struck, you're going to be happy about it? No. No, not at all. So is there a number to quantify that moment? Huh? Is there? That's a good question. I, I'm, thank you for, for coming back to me like that. I still, I still think if you presented her the opportunity, she would love to play the game. Well, sometimes work, adults well, got to take over the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I, I work for a park. There's no adults. You know got hit by lightning, and the lawsuit is massive. For the park? Yes. So that's interesting because they didn't get the person out of lightning's way. Yeah, because we had sensors, but the sensor didn't work. Golf courses, same thing. Yeah, if I get struck by lightning on Nick's course while Bruce yeah. is beating Nick at golf, the if they don't out. do the siren, yeah, you gotta, yeah, gotta wait. Yeah, horn, gotta wow. blow the horn. You guys didn't. You're holding a metal stick. You guys practices who was responsible for like the radar and yes. was like, yeah, I was the trainer. Yeah. The training staff always had it, but lightning would be so far away, and it's like, how do we know? And like, oh, everybody go in. It's like oh, I just got warm. Just got warm. <laughs> I'd like to be able to, it's not raining right now. Like, there's times where lightning comes, there's no rain. It's like, ah, Lee, we want to get this working. But then there's times where fake lightning exists. And it's like, let's All get right. off this fucking field. Right, get out of here. That's quick. the thing about lightning. You just don't know. We don't know, right? 2022, we know nothing about no, lightning. You got to respect it, though. I mean, I can't believe three people got struck yesterday in the same day and all died. No, it wasn't. Was it was last week. Ser uh, how did we not hear? We did not cover three people getting struck by lightning outside of the White House. They were, last huddled, week? They were huddled underneath a tree outside of the White House. Uh, uh, I mean, those people. What are we doing? Was it's it like rule it was number an one? It was an elderly couple. Uh, they died, and then like the like some one? thirty year old died yesterday. Don't go under the trees. Rule number one: stay away from trees. Yeah. Rule number two: get in your goddamn get in car, car and roll rule your number three, up. Put your ass in the air. I thought it had to be low, be as low as possible. Don't be the anywhere near the highest thing in the right. air. Yeah. Trees, are, yeah, trees, trees are trees are get in your car. The rubber tires. So are they. Yeah. Touching the tree? You know, just being yeah. around it, because if lightning hits the tree, the lightning Roots. goes through the ground. Yeah, boom, bingo. So this was like just kind of catching an electric fence through the feet? Sure. Is that what Must it was like? Been. And they died? Jeez. I mean, was that, that was the, the actual? Yeah. Yes. That is Holy shit. That's a sturdy piece of lightning. No one wants to play through that. Now, isn't lightning come from Earth, right, they say? Yeah. That is a sturdy piece. So it's from, uh, what, they what they say is it's from particles in the clouds and the Earth colliding which create an electronic discharge can we not put a dome down yeah can we not put a dome with these particles so we don't have lightning lightning brings nothing good right yeah hearing that it comes from earth no. i don't know nothing good comes from lightning right no force fire can they harness it like thor by like harness that power for something do people make glass from it from lightning to hit sand Maybe. when it hits sand yeah yeah true good ones eat need more lightning rods I'd know, buy man. one of those pieces. I just feel like we have archaic views on lightning, and it affects every sport. And I did not expect this show to go this way, but yeah. I'm happy we got here. Sometimes you have to. Can somebody take a look at how we can wrangle lightning? Uh, <laughs> no kidding. Ben Franklin. <laughs> can we please? Ben Franklin. Dude. Ben we, Black Kite. And can we get it away from, well, that's becoming a target. I don't know about wrangling. I think he rock. did it to uh -huh. try to bring back the uh, bunch of people we had in his basement dead. 
uh, to oh, life. No. You're talking about the skeletons? Ben Franklin, yeah. Cadavers, yeah. Or was trying to zap the syphilis out of his penis. That's it. Massive chance. It's probably quite a bit of pain. Well, don't they have those things at museums where you can like put your hands on it? And the gloves. Like, the balls. Yeah. yeah. We had lighting a friend that installed lightning rods, right? Yeah. It was <laughs> the best in time. What, did he just lay down the field and stick his dong up in the air? And Who's this? Franklin. Franklin. No, no, he, he did the key yeah. thing. Yeah. But he knew it was coming yeah, out. He tied it around. Tied it to his tied tied around the kiss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let that puppy take off into the wind. Yep. Yeah. Like poopies and... Almost like yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Like, like Pontius. Looked like, like a snake. Pontius. In the Godzilla. That's right. Uh -huh. That's right. Yeah. His penis looked like snake's armor. <laughs> All right. Pontius would do it. We need Pontius would do it. Well, if Pontius could wrangle the lightning so we don't have any delayed primetime games, that'd be great. Because it yeah. seems like that's the only problem. No kidding. Thunder no. is not the problem. No. Nope. Rain is not the problem. Nope. It's just that motherfucker lightning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if we could figure out where it's going and if we could direct it somewhere, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Smart. And Chargers in the Rams definitely have to change their rules, too. Yeah. Because if we're fun. getting games stopped inside because, that fucking place again. Because their LED board that they put over top that covers the entire thing. Yeah. Isn't what are we doing? So lightning could go sideways, they say? Into the stadium. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Play the game. They talk about knowing more about space and the ocean. We don't. Uh -uh. The nerds that say that need to relax. I understand we need to research the ocean more. Wow. But let's not act like we don't need to research space in the same vein. We need to learn more about lightning. We do. Mm -hmm. We know nothing about it. You know who might? Tom Rinaldi. Yeah. Aliens. Oh, we could call. Oh. <laughs> Tom, Tom Rinaldi, Tom Rinaldi would. He probably does. Tom Rinaldi should do He's done at least a few stories on lightning. Yeah. Delayed games that affected outcome. I mean, Tampa that should be Bay. something that has yeah. to happen. What if there's like a thing from 96 where you, you hear him voiceover and he's talking about why can't we divert lightning? Why do we know nothing about lightning? <laughs> it's all you, what you said today. I Well, maybe. Maybe I am just stealing us. Here's a PSA for lightning, by the way, just in case. Avoid utility poles, barbed wire fences, just in general, by the way. Why are you ever by barbed wire fences? <laughs> Avoid those all the time. Convertibles, tractors, well, John Deere, obviously yeah, a problem, right. uh -huh. and motorcycles. Look for a thick patch of small trees. Avoid, Avoid tall, lone trees. Boom. Don't lie flat. So don't boom. Put that boom. back on. <laughs> Put the picture from the White House back up. Put your, put your ass in the air, too. Don't lie flat. What do you got, cat that's and camel? That's a small batch of trees, right? And that's, I mean, they did exactly what they're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. I think they're even talking, I think they're talking like trees like that one. They were the laying corner. flat. They're talking about pots yeah. of plants? tiny, tiny trees. <laughs> Go back to the Google thing, please. <laughs> These people did exactly, you guys acting like, oh yeah, trees are the problem. It's, they were look, laying flat, I bet. Look for a thick patch of small trees. Avoid tall, lone trees. Don't lie flat. So you're saying, how are we supposed to get under this pot? Tiny, you tiny trees. Are we, I mean, are we sure these elderly people weren't dead before the lightning? struck them look, look, I mean you're, you're right look at that tree it's not that big it's not a redwood there's I mean rest in peace to these people that did exactly what they were supposed yeah. to do by the book it says being underneath the tree is the second leading cause of lightning casualties what Boom! the fuck is this thing saying Google lies this is like stats they're playing for everybody at least 63,600,000 results in 0.44 What about right here, though? Can lightning be prevented? Click on that. How about a quick flex by Google right at the top? Yeah, yeah. let's certainly. Stay away from windows and doors and stay off porches. Do not lie on concrete floors or lean on concrete walls during thunderstorm. It's lightning can travel through any metal wires or bars in concrete walls or flooring. 
Yeah. So not a single thing about trees here yet, about what you guys are saying. And that's, not, that's not a single thing about how to prevent knowledge. lightning. Well, that's the thing. Can Nobody can't prevent it. Obviously, you can't. Yeah. Right that's there. like the tab underneath. Can lightning be prevented? It's bullshit. Can lightning be prevented? Forecasters can and do forecast the likelihood of intense lightning activity. However, it is impossible to forecast individual strikes because lightning is so widespread, frequent, and random. So, yeah, lightning has us by the balls. Yep. Nobody has the answer. <laughs> There's nothing we can do. Lightning has us, sports, and the world by the balls. <laughs> yeah. Whenever they want to, they can fuck up anything. And they killed people last week. Exactly. I don't know what lightning's deal is, but it needs to relax. Sounds like <laughs> as long as you stay under, you know, a tree and you're not in a convertible, you'll be fine. Like, well, they said John Deere's, too. Not good to be. No, nah, no. Motorcycles. Deer, yeah, believe me, a little fucking lightning ain't stopping any farmers from getting out in the deer and tilling the land. <clears throat> ain't happening. We'll I'm see. tired of lightning. I'm done with it. I was on a plane the other night, and I seen it off in the distance mm. in the clouds. And it's it's quite a spectacle. It's a oh, show yeah. when yeah. you're flying and you see it. But then I'm like, wait, that thing could just right over to us. And what are we doing? I'm microwaving oh, yeah. the sky, and I'm done. I guess. Yeah. Get away from me, lightning. <laughs> Someone I mean? figure it out. I don't want any delayed games. I saw a Hall of Fame game was delayed. You know why? Lightning. It was absurd. Yeah, like 40 minutes. Long time for Jason Garrett to have to fill on his first night, first night on the job. Yeah, holding Dude. the microphone with two fingers and his thumb. Cutting promos. Like a weirdo. Yeah. Hey, well. <laughs> hey, just look at how the other people are holding their fucking microphones. <laughs> <laughs> What's your problem? That's the Garrett. Please run the MCDC promo. Hey, did you see how he's holding the microphone? Do you like the way well, he's holding it? Yes, I he do. He held that thing like Luke Combs yeah. at the CMA Fest last week. What MCDC did with this microphone to fire up not only the 10 people that are in attendance for this practice, <laughs> but the entire city of Detroit. Detroit gets me so excited oh. for Hard Knocks on Tuesday. Yes. Ty Schmidt tweeted this, and your exact tweet was... I just love how genuine the... Wow. Look at you guys, man. Run this thing, please. <laughs> Look at how pumped MCDC gets here for the crowd and for the people of Detroit. Hello, Motor City. What's up, dude? Man, that's what he's thinking right now. It's like unbelievable. Look at you guys. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I would say this, uh, you guys have heard me speech. say this, but um, I think what makes Detroit special is the fact that, that, man, you guys will roll your sleeves up and put in a hard day's work. Yeah, man. And, and I think we want to model ourselves after that. i tell you what, you would give your coat in winter. Right. You would give your coat to somebody in winter that needed it, man. Yeah. That's what this community is about. However, however, however. What? Nobody will take advantage of our hospitality. Goddamn right. Nobody. Yeah. Mm -mm. So that's who we're about. That's what we're about. This team is working their rear off to give you something to be proud of. <laughs> All right. They're grinding it out right now. And I know this. What? We are freaking starving. We are starving. Pop. So the hyenas better get out of the way. Oh. All right, ma'am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hyenas, they're lions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lion king. The yeah. lions hunt hyenas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hyenas do a lot of chirping. Yeah. You know what the yeah. lions do? Yeah. They kind of just chill, and then whenever Lion they're hungry, asses. they just go yep. fucking kill something. That's right. But they're working their rear end off, and they're starving, man. Hey, all right, man. This guy's awesome. I think he's mic'd up for the entirety of Hard Knocks on Tuesday. He should be. And we need more of that. Yeah. Look at you guys, man. He's wow. giving a reception speech at yeah. a wedding. You guys are <laughs> unbelievable, man. And and you know, you give the, the coat off your back. Man. Man. But there's a caveat, man. No one. No. Is going to mistake that for and, and take advantage of our hospitality, man. Non-kneecaps, man. So you know what? 
hiding his bitter get out of the way. All right, man, that's enough. <laughs> I fucking love this guy, dude. Love him. I love him. Imagine how good that, that speech is going to be in a couple years when that oh. place is full because they've been winning a lot of games. That's well, right. This was the moment. This was the moment with a grit cap on. Yep. Grit being their team motto for the year. Love it. I was on a team that had grit as the motto. We had grit chips. Mm-hmm. Everybody nice. had a grit chip. You're going all in with a grit chip or what? Yeah, we're fucking going all in with a grit chip. The grit hat. They're already saying we're going to be a tough football team. Yeah. They have uh, recruited tough football players. Yeah. They had that one shot where he was talking about what they're going to do this year, and they showed a player that none of us have ever heard of or seen before, and his eyes were wide open <laughs> as if he had drank more coffee than MCDC did that day. Douche, douche. A <laughs> couple of espressos and their entire pot of coffee. What? I can't wait to see this Lions team. Honestly, there's going to be 15-yard penalties. Hell yeah. These motherfuckers are going to go through the whistle. They're going to go through the ground. I think this Lions team is going to be a lot of fun to watch in Hard Knocks tomorrow, HBO. I can't wait, Foxy. I'm sure you're excited as hell. I've never been so excited for a Lions team, and I can genuinely say this. There has not been one single negative thing Hell that yeah. someone has said about training camp. People are betting on the Lions. It's insane. <laughs> That's never happened. And Most we got to keep in mind. Let's keep in mind. Lions season, we are in the prime of it. From draft day till week one, that is primetime Lions season. And everyone's believing right now, 10-7 and seven playoff win, book it. Man, they are, we are so freaking hungry, man. Freaking starving. Didn't man. he do this last year at training camp too? He said something about it. we're no. the fire pit. Fire no, no, don't have party. Yeah. He yeah. the lion out. They were at a party. Yeah. <laughs> they were at a party and they have fire, you uh-huh. know, man. And we'll, we'll start. You guys are the kindling, though. Yep. Or no, no, they're the uh, lighter fluid. Yeah. yeah. We're the kindling. You guys are the gasoline, right, man? <laughs> and we're the kindling on top of it, man. Let's get this bonfire going, man. I love them. They won three games, right? Three games and a tie. Here we go. Yep. Here we beat, go. Beat the Cardinals. Pretty good. Killed the Cardinals. Dude, 60 minutes of MCDC tomorrow night. Hell yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait, dude. MCDC uncut. Yeah. I saw Jamal Williams' little speech he yeah. gave. I don't know if you yeah. saw that. Awesome. Really good. Yeah, he started like got emotional during it, talking to the team. They sent me a clip that if uh, we wanted to run. We're going to get a lot of Jamal Williams, I think, in hard yeah. knocks. This is, I don't know. Let's just, all right. They sent this to me. Very thankful for NFL Films sending it to me. It's MCDC staying in the middle of the crew. Ragnall, by the way, went on the record of saying Appy's top five restaurant. Fucking love that guy. Yeah. That's the center. That, that's already coming yes. out. I mean, we got MCDC giving speeches, man. And then we got Ragnall saying Appy's top five. Then we got Jamal Williams giving speeches. This might this team might become America's team. Yeah. Ragnall played yes. with a broken throat last year, so. Of course. Of course he did. Dog. Appy's top five. And there's people saying this, this guy doesn't always talk about it. It's like. Ragnall should eat at Applebee's. What are we even talking yeah. about? Yeah. They got apps, bro, and they got margaritas. What? Right? what? I don't know. This is... Um... Oh, this is Jamal Williams. I want to let y'all know, man, today is the minimum of effort. Do not give up. Do not feel like you're tired. When you tired, think of last year and think of that record. Every time I get tired or I think I can't go no more, I think of that record. Last year wasn't it. That ain't us. Wow. We can make it. Have some heart. That's my first time. I get emotional about this. I'm about to cry because I care about y'all. Do your best. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. I mean, let's fucking go, huh? Wow. 
They're you know, all Dan in. Campbell's doing burpees while that's going on, doing up-downs uh-huh. and selfies. So pumped. Dude, they're all in. It sounds like, right? Yeah, Jamal, the, all in there. Players are all in. Fans are all in. Coaches are all in. And this has never happened in Detroit. Well, I will say, Jamal, incredible speech. We're big fans of you. Yep. Yep. Yes. But that is you guys, though, just Sorry. to be clear. Why three, is the team always crying? Three, 12, and one. I also love that. But three, with 13. that being said, like I want to hear MCDC say fuck 150 times on Tuesday. I don't <laughs> need 15 minutes of Jamal Williams. I love it. He I swore in there they edited it out. He did. Yeah. He did. But like, let's not get cute with, like, <laughs> MCDC is going to say fuck a lot. I know he's saying fuck a lot. So let me see it. He sounds like he's tempering himself. You heard his speech. Well, Freaking man. Yeah. yeah, that's what the fans will get him in the... I, I want to see him not knowing the cameras on there and drink a full pot of coffee. Just yeah. <laughs> look around like, you know, maybe like he's a little tired and I want to see him drink an entire pot of coffee. And be like, all right, I need to go right. fucking hit something, man. All right, man. What if he fucking walks out of frame? You know how they have the PTZ <laughs> yeah. camera that zooms in on the office? PTZ pan, tilt, zoom, okay? It's a camera that is in our office here. High def, it can move, it can do all this shit. You see Foxy finger fucking it literally all day, every day. They have those in the building around and then there's a truck that's kind of taking it all in and then they edit it. It's brilliant because people do forget that the camera's yeah. are there. Him walking into another like side, walking out, opening the closet, coming back with a beer bong uh-huh. in his hand and then putting the pot of coffee Super in. hot coffee, though. You know, he's, he's yeah. in Oh, degrees. fuck, man. Hot, man. Man. Yeah. <laughs> There's some nose Need grease it. on there. And then he just, ooh. Yeah. And then he hits the table. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> he walks right into a team meeting. Oh, my gosh. That's Tuesday. I can't wait. Yep. Tomorrow I night, HBO. So. Yep. I hope so. We'll see. Woo. <laughs> if we got him bonging a pot of coffee oh. on our knocks is back. Yeah. He's got to do it. <coughs> it immediately Maybe a rookie show. Moment. Just think of the NFL films, people controlling oh. the PTZ. Moving over. Right, where's he? Yeah, he left. He went into his closet over there. He always goes into. <laughs> <laughs> what is he there. holding? Zoom, zooming in on. Uh, somebody in the back. I think that's a beer bong. A what? <laughs> a funnel, some call it. What, what's he doing with it? Zoom out. <laughs> Grabs a full pot of coffee. Jesus Christ, we can see the steam coming off the coffee right now. <laughs> All these things are possible. Yes. yes. That is why this is so awesome. That's why we love MCDC. Uh-huh. Exactly. Look what the cat dragged in yeah. there. Oh, they're letting anyone in here, huh, man? <laughs> good, no, just kidding. Good to see you guys, man. How you doing? We're down on the other end. <laughs> Oh, I think we're going to training camp. Are you coming for that? When? No, I don't know. What are you doing? No. Well, no. no. First no. fucking guy. That's a show. I hope you're happy, AJ. That's very nice. No, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. yeah, he does love doing it, though. Yeah, yeah. I love doing it. I know my demeanor might seem like I'm not enjoying this, but yeah. I fucking love it. Okay. I do love the show. You're telling me this for the first time? You gave me no date or anything? Oh, it's oh, kind of no. like you on oh, Friday. Familiar. That's what I do, though, too, AJ. If the first time I'm hearing something about it and someone asks me, I immediately have to say no. Busy. Sorry about it. Schedule's crazy. Sorry about it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I think we're going up to the Colts training camp, though. Let's go. I think so. We'll see. Tech-wise, we've got to figure it out. But Can you Holly? What's that, pal? Yeah, I was about to do it. I worked on it this week and had nothing else going on. So I said, let me get fucking Holly. Wow. <laughs> you tell me. Wow. Do it again. Do it again. Tony Hawk comes rolling by. Mm-hmm. Dude, kickflip. I'm like, I ain't got that yet, but I do go on a fucking... <laughs> Boom. 
<laughs> Clean. Holy. That was yeah, a double. Two yeah. Almost went down. Almost went down pretty hard there. I will say, when I was up on that top rope, you know, at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. that was very much lateral balancing. Uh-huh. I've never been able to do that in my entire life. So, actually thought, oh, this feels like a skateboard. A couple times, because, uh, you know, pretty thin. And I'd done this. So, I was almost preparing myself my entire life with every time I've gotten on a skateboard yeah. for that moment up there as, um, oh, my God, I should not be on something <laughs> like this. And then, boom, set it through the swanton and bombini. You know what I mean, AJ? Can I assumed it was all part of the program. I didn't think you were really having, having trouble up there. I saw people tweet that, and I'm very thankful <laughs> yeah. for those people. How about Pat being so It's like athletic. being a musician. It's like if you're in a band. They, they know if they mess up, but we as fans usually don't know. That's what Chuck told me one time when at practice. I think it was training camp practice. It was open. I had a bad punt. Obviously, motherfucked immediately. Nobody knows that's a bad punt, Pat. Until you say, oh, motherfucker, or whatever. Nobody knows. I'm like, well, I know. And that's all that matters, Chuck. And he's like, well, not whenever there's, you know, like Make-A-Wish kids, two feet behind <laughs> them. I'm like, well, they got a full experience. Yeah, they know. They, they learned. They learn. They know what a bad ball is. They fucking deserve it. All right, we're out of here. AJ, great work today. We appreciate you, even though you're choosing not to come to training camp. Uh-huh. Yep. Everybody's I like those shoes. These are, the, uh, these are another edition of those, uh, the comfort limos that Jordan makes. They're fatter. They're sweet. Yeah, they're fatter. They're wider for my Ooh. fat-ass feet. Yeah, they actually look comfortable. Bingo. Yeah. I rewatched some of that this weekend. Much better this time. Last Dance? Yeah. Not that it wasn't good the first time, but like you just, I I just forgot how good it was, maybe I'll say. Oh, really? Yeah. Because that got us through COVID there for a bit. Yes, it did. It was so good. Sunday nights. Month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Swearing, 9 p.m. Yep. ESPN. That was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Goat. (laughs) Well, it's difficult to compare errors. You know, and new media is trying to get that message out there. Yeah, that's that's right. right. We're basically talking about two different sports. Stockton was dribbling the ball over his head. Jordan was still flying, Like this. You know what I mean? Nowadays, that's getting picked. I'm I'm saying Stockton would have learned how to actually dribble in what basketball has become. But to compare that basketball to this basketball is just... Where'd he go, Gonzaga? Nonsensical. Does he still go to the games? Uh, Okay. Uh, Okay. All right. right, Let's get out of here. They're a good program. I'm surprised you didn't bring up that coach that read somebody else's iPad word for word. Uh, and call I did it. see that earlier today. That's a that's a tough deal. That was definitely on your uh, on your no, list. No, it really yeah. wasn't. No, no. Shoehorn yeah, in there. Yeah, it was. Because we've started making a list while the power was out, and we thought we were potentially going to have to go live from uh, a cell phone, and then we were able to power up a couple things, and we would have had a makeshift show. We said, all right, now what are we going to talk about today? And before that, though, let's talk about what AJ's going to talk about yeah. today. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right, he'll talk about Stockton-Gonzaga relationship. Right. Yeah, that's up there. Boom, got that one down. He'll talk about Aaron and Iowasa. You did not. What's that all about? You over it? You don't think he's taking it? You think that's a lie? I don't know. Does he? Is it something that happens during the season? Do we know? You tell us, dude. Yeah. You're the shaman. I don't know. I have questions. Is that what happened to his toe? Too much ayahuasca? Is there an ayahuasca toe? Hmm. We heard about be. COVID Possible. toe. Yeah, that's a good point. You remember when COVID toe was trending? COVID? Oh, yeah. COVID-19. COVID-19. Aaron's photo. His Twitter photo for yeah, a while. Still is, I think. That's awesome. <laughs> Beast. Just all of this shit. Do you remember that? That's what, what last yeah. season? Last oh, yeah. season. It was last year. What a time. That's crazy. That's cool. Yeah, that was the season. Yeah, wow, okay. That was last season. Uh-huh. You know it all what? runs together. Yes, I'm having an issue with last season, the season before that, and the season before that. And I, you know, pat on the back. COVID. COVID did that, I think. I have a very solid memory 
like very, very solid memory. And now it's getting to the point where I'm remembering things like vividly. Yeah. And I'm like, well, there's no way that's from last year. I don't remember it that good. And it's like, no, it is. It's from two seasons ago. Yeah. And I'm kind of putting it together. And it's like, oh, no, I got to. Maybe I'll do ayahuasca before the season starts. Oh, here we kind go. Of reset. You know what I mean? Reset for the season. Maybe yeah. I, yeah, maybe I lock all those, you know, mm-hmm. compartmentalize yeah. each season in there so that we just go into the season with a clear mind, clear thoughts, full full hearts, well, can't clear lose. eyes, can't, can't lose. lose. That's right. That's what we're doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I'm down. So AJ. now we know why I'm traveling to uh, Costa Rica next week. Yeah, that's right. Is that where it is, AJ? Is that where we're going? I think you could do it in America, too. No. I don't think so. <laughs> Peru. Oh, you can. Idiot. You definitely can. It's California, man. That's what they do. What? Uh, is I'm not saying it's good. It's probably, there might be some sketchy characters, but they definitely do it out there. I don't want to dabble in any amateur Bush League yeah. ayahuasca. Yeah. Okay, if I want to get two seasons ago locked in as two seasons ago, and last season locked in as last mm-hmm. season, I got to go into the fucking jungle, yeah, pal. Right to the source. Got to go in there. Eighth dimension. You have to pick the plant yourself. Uh, nine no. is where I'm trying to get to, pal. I get up to nine. You'll never get there. Fuck you. You know, that's why I'm not doing it in California. Yep. That's why I'm going <laughs> yeah. in the jungle. I don't need your negativity. You're not invited. How about that? Yes. yes. <laughs> ah, I hope you're happy, AJ. Hope you're happy. I'm going to the 10th. Whoa. Whoa, Are nice. you really? How you? You gotta go. I think Central Africa has a plant that does that. Oh, Shoot. Do they? Fucking good luck. I think so. I don't know if it's, it's in more than nine. Shamans only, too. That's why he can go because he's done it so many goddamn times. Well, it sounds like he's an amateur bush league trying to lead me down the wrong ayahuasca road. Right. Not happy about it. All right, we'll do ayahuasca before tomorrow's show. Let's go. Can't wait. Okay. We don't recommend it for everybody, but if you need to remember things in a certain way. I'm not a big farmer guy, so. No. That's right. I'll be a spotter. <laughs> you be shaman? You guys all do it. I'll be a spotter. You'll fucking sure, do it and you like make it. Make sure no one jumps out of a window or something. Tone, like if anybody needs it, it's you. You've been a cowboy for two years. Isn't it time to move on to the next? Maybe you become like hippie. <laughs> I've been saying that. I do need something else. Are you going to be a cowboy forever, though? I like cowboy tone. Cowboy has Cowboy tone's awesome. Cowboy tone has been sweet. Why don't you be the rapper kid from Secession? Kendall. Kendall. Yeah. What is it? L to the OG. OG. Yeah. yeah. What is that another season coming in October? Uh, oh, I hope. Soon, I believe, yeah. yeah. Either October or November, yeah. So if it comes in October or November, we'll have Secession, mm-hmm. we'll have World Cup, mm-hmm. and we'll have the NFL. Boom. And college football. Mm-hmm. Boom. Don't forget New Game of Thrones coming out, too. And Call of Duty. Really? And Call of Duty. Yeah. Yep. Call of Duty. We got it all. Game of Thrones really happening again? Uh, yeah, two weeks. Yep. Prequel series. Oh, Same wow. writers? The writers of Mail-In had Starbucks in the last season? Nope. So I can watch the prequel, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I can start here? Yeah. I don't see why not. Look at us, AJ. We're back in the game. All the dragons and shit that we're not going to buy into again, we at least get an attempt to try it here. Yeah, and this one actually, I believe, has dragons from jump. There's no way in uh, So I won't even get a couple minutes into the show then. It'll be yeah. 30 seconds in and I'll be out. You don't like the dragons. Fucking kill the dragons. All right, we got nothing to do here. See you later. Oh, they're good dragons too. All right, well, I ain't got time to fantasize about fucking which dragons are good dragons. Which dragons <laughs> Blood are of the dragon. What? Some of the humans, they don't get burned, and they can just, like, hang out and okay. fire. Cause they're See, that's what, I'm too mentally weak to be able to understand. Me too. I, I can't get into the whole... Let alone the accents they have there. Well, and there's, like, 75 stories happening at the same time, right? We don't know if this one's going to be like that. You guys love games. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. It has to be like that. Oh, yeah. No, because it's just following one house, and actually, I just remembered, one it house. is Prince Philip from The Crown. I believe he is one of the main characters, the crown's husband. Oh, I remember that because uh, I had to stop watching yes. once they changed who the queen was. Yes. And because uh, I was like, that's not my queen, so I can't get in there. Yeah. Uh, Zito told me you're watching Game of Thrones back right now. Yeah. 
Oh, so you're diving in to get ready for the prequels? Uh-huh. I've actually done it for a couple shows now, and every single show that I've done it for worked perfectly. It's just something to have on in the background just to pass the time while there's no... From season one all the way through? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It's fun, actually. It's a good little time. That's awesome. What do you have in the background of? Fucking video games, playing Zelda and shit. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> on your Nintendo thing? Yeah, on the Switch. <laughs> Switch is back for me. Took a little time off, now I'm back. You got it, Doritos and Mountain Dew, too? I wish I had Dew. So what do you, you just sit there with that thing, and you're just sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones in the background, mm-hmm. boom, three, four hours, you go to bed, you got tomorrow coming? Yeah, probably. It's crazy to me. It's crazy people do that. That's, that's he's, like got a, a, he's got a creep on the homeless people with his binoculars. I do that, too. That? When's that, um, in between the Zelda war? Right when you get home from Usually work. when I get home from work, you're with dinner, and just take take a little scene around. Sometimes that lasts. Oh, dinner and a movie. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes that. Dinner and a show, yeah. Sometimes that lasts a little longer, so Zelda and the Thrones kind of wait. And also, you know, Blackbird, that was a massive part yes. of the last few weeks. And then there, uh, there's this other show, Westworld, Zito and I watched, and no one really enjoyed it. Oh, that's it, about President. Uh, no, that is a, about a futuristic society that invents robots. And oh, see, I saw season one. I can't do it. Yeah, well, I wish really I could. Good. How come I can't do it? It was what? cool. Season one was cool. You liked it, AJ. Season one, yeah, I, I think it's a good show. I just stopped watching. I don't know. I might pick it back up. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool like, concept. It's from back in the day. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, the problem is... Uh, yeah, it is actually, yeah, yeah, it's a reboot, yeah. The problem is to oh so, really yeah, they yeah. made it before okay yeah, yeah. the problem Michael is that Crick, uh, during the fires in California uh, all their sets burned down so there was like two oh. years without it and this is a very confusing show so if you didn't rewatch them like Zito was saying he didn't rewatch them and there's a little bit of time in the beginning there where it's like okay what the fuck is going on I respect everybody that can get into these shows and I appreciate that you can my wife can I'm just too basic I can't do it I, yeah I'm out of here yeah I'm out of here I'm so sorry I can't believe it the dragons doing what. Fuck the dragon. We don't care about <laughs> yeah. the dragon. I mean, that's... I'm too basic. I'm in... I'm, my, we, need, we need the general's outlines. His cliff notes. I was going to say. The general did, did that for Game of Thrones? Yeah. Did, yeah. Did, every season. Like every episode. 500 general pages, Bob. didn't he, on like family's histories and like... General Bob Carpenter? <laughs> yeah. I told you that before. Yeah, he told... When I told him, I can't understand it. There's too many storylines. I don't understand the things. Like, no, no, no. I built a whole outline you could watch with this, and it'll kind of take you through all the different storylines <laughs> happening. General Bob... The man who saved football... Yeah, I just had his brother, who he's got three brothers. They're awesome. I was just, uh, I had wow. dinner at Bobby's Private? birthday dinner. I was sitting by his brother and I was asking him, I'm like, did Bob really make these Game of Thrones outlines? He's like, oh, yeah, absolutely, man. You should use it to watch it. And he couldn't believe that I'd never seen the show. General Bob, make these things public, dude. Are these public forums? I know he should. He honestly should charge people for them. Oh, this could be his OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. see if he does. He'll do that. some workouts in the morning and Game of Thrones uh, recaps in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. He could collect four ninety nine a month. Yeah, George R. R. Martin will try to fucking cut his head off, yeah, but yeah. you know who's that? The, the guy who created it. <laughs> yeah, Sacramento. Hey, hey, pal, you had Starbucks in the last fucking season. Fuck well, off. that wasn't him. That was that was the production. <laughs> he wrote the book. He sorry. is a fucking sack of wine, yeah. though. Just you know, he hasn't he finished is. any of the books. He's getting fat and lazy. Like yeah, well, <laughs> and he did this. He's, he's got to be worth a billion at this point. Yeah, he's worth a lot of money, and he also just made this fucking video game. He made the storyline for it. It's one of the most successful video games ever. But it's like, hey, so pal. he's fat and lazy. This guy has created multi-billion dollar operations in two different genres and you hate him what's the deal yes fat and lazy he just created finish, a fucking video finish, game yeah finish no, the story no, though he's, he's writing you know 400 pages over the course of like fucking 25 years and now because game of thrones has gotten so popular they're like oh hey let's go you know do whatever this guy's done and meanwhile he won't even fucking finish Game of Thrones, like you know what, pal? Respect his art, okay? Oh, I, I have. Speaking of Respect you, the process. Yeah, <laughs> his artistic, creative process. Um, speaking of you, mm-hmm. I thought of you this weekend. Well. Did you? Mm-hmm. 
cornhole was on TV. Yeah. Mm. Couldn't do it because of everything you said. Yeah. I did see the World Pickleball League, though. Ooh. Cool. WPL or something like that. Not Drew bad. Brees? Well, the issue was I watched for 20 minutes. They didn't have a single game. They Wait, just had a lot of talk about yeah. the game. Oh, That's an okay. issue. Yeah, so I've yet to see pickleball. There's a pregame show for pickleball tournaments? Yes. There was a full-on introduction of who the people are. Saw one guy with a paddle doing a little trick shot juggle. Oh. He was getting ready for the finals. He was on BLQK team, okay. which mm. stands for something. They were taking Should on play. some other team. There was literally a 12 to 13. I was watching it for 12 to 13 minutes. Not a single highlight. I still don't know what the fuck the game Who was. Who was doing the pregame? Fucking Marty and McGee? No, but it was like a pickleball Marty and McGee, and then a uh, then a host or whatever. Because I know they were there. They were they were hosting a lot of the Ocho stuff. They did a great job. No, this was on CBS Sports. Oh. I think. Yeah, Marty and McGee were at uh, Pogo Palooza on Friday, so they were doing that instead of what pickleball. is Pogo Palooza? Pogo Stick Skills Challenge. It's where the, uh, fun. People great are time. doing the Pogo Stick, and one guy fucking shattered his knee during it. It was electric. Actually, guy couldn't even walk off. It is said. Trainers in called an ambulance, dragged this poor sack of shit off the this screen. This guy was is this real? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, so Dude, you real. Ever see, I mean, I I often wonder because I've seen pogo <laughs> specialists before. Yeah. they get going like oh, yeah. real high, and whenever they hit the ground, that thing compresses real small, mm-hmm. and then like twenty feet in the air. Oh yeah, something they're flying. They do flips and shit. Mm-hmm. And they do flips. Oh yeah. yes, they fly. AJ, there's some really talented. Po- I did not see this. I need to get another. I need to get a pogo stick. My buddy growing up, his dad had some that like held a lot of weight. I need to find those because they were fun, man. We'd we'd take it all over. I concur. I have pogo sticked in the past. I yeah. enjoyed it. Nothing like what these people who are experts at it though. They fly and flip. But I often wonder, like, if that thing slips at all, you are there's a oh. lot of hard. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of the ground. There's no easy fall. The pedals and then also the the pogo stick itself. Very, very hard. All of those things are metal. Mm-hmm. So I often wondered about the catastrophic, you know, crashes. You're saying one happened on the Ocho here. Yeah, I mean, there's chances they had to cut this guy's leg off because it was what are you violent. About? What are you laughing about? Because it's Pogo this Palooza. He sacrificed his life for ESPN the Ocho here. Pogo Palooza. No, I mean, he did what he could, but. Uh, Don't talk to me about. Is this the guy getting hurt? No, this was actually no. the High first uh, dismount, like 720-something. Oh Bro, look at these motherfuckers. Pole vault. Sick. Yeah, Dude, I'm just over one. the thing, did a 360. Watch this dismount. What? Watch this dismount. Yeah. Boom. Oh, yeah. stuck. The McGee went ape shit. As he should have. Yeah. I'll watch this. Yes, yeah. it's unbelievable. Hey, that reminded Jeez. me. When did... um. <sighs> When did it start that if like guys make routine catches on other guys that the entire uh, football team runs on the field and acts like it was the greatest football play of all time? Is it the last play of the Bang. period? Nope. If it's the last play of the period, that has happened all, always. Okay. If it's the last play of practice, it has happened always. You're saying there's been a lot of hyping up and gas, uh, gassing up like a lot it. of things that aren't happening? Why didn't you know that one that I didn't like? I blame a fucking... Uh, then you're going to be so tired if you go a, celebrate I, after a play and get right back in. Yeah, the fighting gets very exhausting. The finishing of play gets exhausting, and celebrating gets exhausting. So you normally see that kind of die off towards the end of training camp. You're saying it's still going strong in certain places. I blame Sports Center. I blame House of Highlights. I blame this guy said it's Omar's fault. Yeah, that's what you literally just said. Yeah. There's no reason for you to talk. It's like Omar's it. fault. Omar is taking over here. Talking about getting. Hmm? Talking about R.R. Martin or whatever. George. What's what? this guy? You're, he's calling him a fat sack lazy piece of wine. Right? Omar is in <laughs> incredible shape. 
That's I don't not think he's lazy. Going. He's running ten different clip accounts yeah, around here. Accounts. He's running the checkdown. He's running Bleach Report. He's running House of Highlights. He's running Sports Center. He's running ESPN. Right. I mean, well, when you're only captions, that shit's wild. There is some shit that's wild. Yeah. Get off the numbers <laughs> back. But I do know that any social media person that's hired now from any of these accounts, you know how they were asking Kyle Brand if he's going to be like me. They're all like, you're going to just post like Omar does. Mm -hmm. And Omar has become the blueprint, which I think Omar should be proud of. That might be Omar. Oh, go, Omar. But you're saying basic ass highlights are getting run. Yeah. I thought the thing on Paulo Banchero was yeah. pretty basic. I didn't think that was really on Paulo's head, but that I was. Agree. That was made out to be like he got. That'd ruined. be annoying yeah. if you were Paul. Has, okay, that was. It has now sparked something afterwards too. Yeah, I saw they responded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole thing it started a fight. I, the internet was going crazy, and I was like, I don't. Was that? I guess because it got him the jump yeah. is why yeah. it was a big deal. Because he didn't. He didn't nuts no. on head or anything. No. But they were going to fight each other, I guess. Those yeah, two? I think that's awesome. Like him throwing the ball was huge, but apparently Paulo had like forty points in that game too. And that he was also like crushing it, but that didn't get talked about because Deontay Murray just chucked the ball at him after the dunk. No, he threw it away. He threw it right. Didn't he throw it? He threw it out of the gym almost. Oh, I thought he threw it like kind of at him because Paulo was checking the ball out and uh, he was passing it in. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, whatever the case, the violent throw is why everybody yeah. was saying it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm on Paulo's side in this entire thing. He's looked unbelievable this entire. I mean, granted, some of the times they're playing against like bums, but he has Apparently he's looked the real now deal. That he was the number one pick. He's too big time for everyone else. He's that's playing why, in that bum ass. That's game. why Dejounte Murray or um, yeah, that's what didn't the, like him anymore. Doesn't like him anymore. That's what he posted about because he unfollowed Paulo on uh, Instagram and he got all personal. And then that's what Murray said is that he was big time because he was I'm the first overall pick. Hey, if he's saying that to people. Hilarious. He should wear his own jersey to a game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that'd be crazy. But um, I didn't like that Paulo said he'd rather be an MVP than a finals champion. Uh, Ten-time All-Star. Yeah, ten-time All-Star <laughs> over a finals champion or whatever. Oh, really? That was kind of that. alarming. Yeah, that says yeah. a lot. That was kind of alarming. And then this whole thing happening, I'm yeah. like, all right, it sounds like this dude's not making a lot of friends. But I didn't think the play itself was uh, no. Agreed. Was uh, the internet really? Yeah. I mean, the caption on the video. Sets the tone for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Damn, bro. Oh. Yeah. Then I'm waiting to see. What? Are, okay. What are they freaking out about? Yeah, I concur. Whatever. Paulo sounds like he's uh, certainly a polarizing guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Who's he played for? Orlando Magic. Oh, so we don't see him on TV. No, no he never. will be a ten-time All Star probably, but I don't think he's going to be winning many finals. <laughs> Number one overall pick. Normally make the All Star game regardless. Mm, not always, I don't think. But um, as of late, like his. With like Zion, Zion was number two, and ja, or he was number one rather, and he got hurt. I don't know if he's been to a. Well, they won't let him play in the fucking games. Yeah. True. Put Zion on a goddamn court and watch him spin. He might have been two years ago. That's the good thing about the or not the good thing, but that's like with the NBA. Paulo could play for the Magic for a couple of years, and then when his next contract up, it'll be like twenty three, and he'll go, go to Lakers. the Lakers, yeah, or the Warriors or something. Well, congrats on winning the lottery draft thing. Help Paulo learn how to play NBA basketball, mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna go play somewhere else and win. That's right. Are the Pacers still an NBA team? Oh, Pacers yeah. uh, actually are getting relegated down to the G League, and they <laughs> will not be in the NBA anymore. I thought so. I knew this was coming. People, we've been saying this for what a couple years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Still dominate the G League. Taking time, ball. maybe. I don't know. There's some G League teams that are signing those kids out of high school and paying yeah. them. They're pretty good. All right, we're done. Feels like today's show was a good one. Uh -huh. uh, one of those kids got drafted, by the way, the, for the Bucks, straight from high school to G League to the NBA. Good for that kid. Get your money, dude. He's awesome. Hope yes. you do well with it. Hope you're smart with it. Good luck, kid. 
Bitcoin's at 24,000. So take it as you will. It was up to 60 at one point. Mm -hmm. Pretty sweet. So is it just going to do that all day, every day? Probably. Is that what it is? Blockchain. Well, yeah, thank you. Just start throwing out <laughs> words. Just start throw out, out keywords. <laughs> all right, let's do a giveaway, shall we? Hashtag uh, PMS blockchain. <laughs> uh, we should do a giveaway. What was the topic of today's show? Uh, probably uh, 800 pounds of poop. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't really our story. That was already trending today. Okay. I don't know if we should. Anniversary. It was. That is crazy to think about, though. Yeah, insane. Respect lightning. Respect lightning. Ooh. Hashtag PMS lightning. <laughs> Where'd it go? How's it work? Say something nice to somebody. Um, take a screenshot right uh, now. I'm not doing anything. Oh, too yeah, cool, huh? You're a loser, dude. Yeah. No, right, my dude. stuff's my. What? All right. What did you say? Why Phil just... actually came up here. We gave Phil a tour. Phil came up in this room. What is that thing, Con? Shut up. Put your cash tag. Take a screenshot of that. Um, tweet something nice to a player in training camp and then use the hashtag PMS Lightning. Hell yeah. Because we need to spotlight lightning a little bit more so the people with the big old brains that study a lot of things can prevent situations like this from happening and also games being delayed. Mm -hmm. That's right. We would like a little bit more research done on lightning so we can maybe wrangle it and keep it away from primetime games so we don't have to deal with any delays and also death. Yeah, that's right. We'd like to end the death thing. Please. Once and for all. Don't want to have to do that again. We didn't expect it to be us. No. Nope. But we will take a stand. We'll give 10 people $500. You have to put your cash tag in there. Use the hashtag PMS Lightning and screenshot from earlier and say something nice to a player at training camp. We appreciate you all so much. It's been four hours today when uh -huh. we had no power right before we went live. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad little Monday. We will see Yins Minyana Hammer. Don, Don is in 15 minutes at youtube.com forward slash hammer. Don. Don. Cheers. Goodbye.